Welcome, 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 everyone, to The Sigma Show, episode 75, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm your host, Sigma. Uh, before I let you know who is joining me this week, real quick, we'll go over our two bombshell topics. Uh, first is uh, we got a new uh, overview video for uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. They gave us a lot of details about some of the new features. We'll uh, dig deep into that. Uh, afterwards, um, we've been hearing news story after news story about Warner Bros. and Discovery uh, Channel's merger kind of taking a toll on certain projects, like you know shifting things around, HBO Max uh, changes, stuff like that. Um, really just want to kind of dig into like all these stories we've been hearing and kind of just go over kind of the impact to like the DC uh, EU because we're getting a lot of news about that and also just HBO Max in general because it's a popular streaming platform and kind of just streaming as a whole seems to be really on the back foot right now. So I really want to just dive into like what that means for the industry and here to talk with me about these topics are Ash Redux. Yeah, what's up everybody? I am not backed by popular demand. I demand it to be here. And that's all I got to say right now. <laughs> nice. Uh, Superman Jeff. Yep, yep. And the Fat Stacks. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back, everybody. Nice to have you here. Let's dive right in. Um, or rather, let's let's ease in. Let's Ooh. not dive right in. Let's ease in. Mm -hmm. We'll remind everybody uh, kind of what we've been playing, watching. Uh, we'll try to keep this part short because I do think the other two topics are going to be kind of long. But uh, yeah, just just give us a refresher, I guess. Like Ash, uh, why don't you start? Like what you've been playing recently? Um, I dipped the toe back in the Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duels. It had been a little bit since I had played it. I was like, you know, it's been and a that while. Was, like, super popular when that dropped like was, a couple months ago, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It blew up pretty fast. Um, I think people kind of died down just because of uh, the meta that's on there, and it's completely understandable. And there was oh, and there was an issue with like people playing a particular uh, deck. If using bots that would like as soon as they got in, if they won, didn't win the coin flip to go first, the bot would automatically leave. If the bot went in and they didn't have a certain amount of cards in their extra deck, basically it's like a burn deck. It will as soon as you get rid of all the 15 cards in their extra deck, they can basically lose in one turn. So people use a bot to try to get that like decent win percentage and just rank up. Uh, so people kind of stop Wait, playing because of that. <laughs> God, cheaters, man. Like, they just <laughs> ruined everything. Like, what's the point of that? Like, you, you tell a computer to play the game for you? Yeah. Like, with is a, that how, what I'm understanding? Yeah, with a specifically one, a type of deck that's meant to get you to win in the first turn under the exact correct conditions. So what they And if you can't do that, then it just Yeah, the bot just match. quits, yeah. That is, that is yeah. garbage. Oh. Play Magic the Gathering, I'm just saying. Don't, don't magic does the same right thing. No, no, he said he'd rather play magic. <laughs> oh, okay. You say magic is better. There's no way to win like okay. turn one. There's none of that. Not let, well, you can, but not unless you're playing legacy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unless you're playing some legacy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of the old stuff. Yeah, but not right. nothing in yeah. modern or nah. You ain't getting away with that. Yu-Gi-Oh is just wild. like it lets you do so much that like there's no boundaries to some of this stuff you can do. You know what I'm saying? So that's the issue. That's one of the issues you know, I have with Hearthstone. Like you could, you could summon cards that you didn't own. Say what? Your heart <laughs> right. could summon cards that you don't own. So I'll like say at least at least you get not let you do that. <laughs> but that's right. still yeah, they're both bad. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I did my toe in Yu-Gi-Oh Master Duels. Um, I'm a big fan of the Tales of series, and I literally pay like a hundred some dollars for like the whatever mm. highest edition for Tales of Arise, but never like really played it and i was like how dare i not actually play through tales of arise so now that i finally moved got everything set up and started having mm -hmm. some more free time i'm like 
let me start playing this game that I was very much so anticipating. So I've been playing that too. Um, uh, Tales of Rise was like the most recent one, right? That was more yeah. like a run around 3D action RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, uh, it's the first time that they've really made like a drastic change to the visuals in a Tales of game for like a long mm-hmm. time. Um, still reminiscent of the old style, but you yeah, know they they changed everything up. Um, that which also got me super excited. Uh, and the games had like good reviews too, so it's not like I you know waited months, looked back, and it's like oh people hated it, and maybe I don't really right. need to play it anyway. But it's yeah, like no, uh, people enjoyed it. I'm like crap. Water on your passion for jumping in it. Yeah, so I'm like let me let me do this. Um, and for watching, uh, I haven't really been watching any shows as of late, but I did watch the movie Nobody. Um, which was really oh, with uh, Bob Odenkirk. Yes, and I from Better Call Saul, and I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. Um, I, when I first saw the trailer, I was already like, "Oh, this looks like it'd be a good time." I didn't realize as soon as the movie like gets into its first like action sequence, I'm like, "Who who directed this?" Looks it up, John Wick director. Yep, makes sense. As I get, <laughs> yeah, like, it, yeah, it has a lot of that same energy yeah but honestly i i felt that kind of worked against it when i watched it because i mm. like the trailer got me really hyped for the for the premise yeah yeah yeah. but like honestly like by the end of the movie like the plot just kind of didn't hold together and make any sense like all the action stuff was fine yeah that's like, was... again the premise worked but just like it was a little too goofy in terms of like the vague history because this is again it's the same john wick formula it's like oh there's this vague history of this badass mm-hmm. and like now all these people have to deal with you know the wrath of this retired badass right 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 right. like it was the same exact thing but like this version's <clears throat> world was a little less interesting and, and just goofy overall to me I, I it made me wonder if they were planning on like if it was successful enough if they were going to try to make a sequel um, cause you know, John Wick got three movies. I didn't know what they would have wanted to do with this one. Yeah, four now. I heard yeah. it was a spinoff. Jeez, four, it's already it a four? The, the fourth one's coming. Like yeah. it's already been, they oh. showed the trailer for it. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, okay. It, uh, well, SDCC. <laughs> well, guess I'm watching that after this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Cause the, the world was, I, I, I said, I kind of liked that. It was a little bit more goofy cause I didn't want it to be exactly the same as John Wick. Cause if it was, <laughs> if it didn't have, it definitely felt more like. They put one of some comedic moments in there versus John Wick. Uh, I just came to watch people die. Apparently, basically, and John Wick, like that's it. Like there, there's, there's like a little, like a, you know, like a normal, like little quip, but like not like that. Like nobody right, actually yeah. wanted to have moments like the, the beginning of the movie with him pulling the cat out and feeding it as he's being right, exactly. It was like, like what? Like <laughs> that, that kind of stuff is like. And, but it makes a little more sense because Bob Odenkirk comes from like a comedic yeah. background. Like the guy was a comedian, right? Yeah. It's like he's now pivoted to like more dramatic roles, and in this case, now an action role, right? So like I, I don't know, maybe they're trying to stay true to like his roots yeah. or something. But like I don't know, I it felt like it, it seemed a little out of place in that kind of movie. I feel that. Yeah, the la- the only last because uh, about if they did a sequel because you know at the end where you start seeing like okay, his dad was a bad at uh, too, and then so was his brother who must mm-hmm. be adopted. Uh, <laughs> I'm a I mean, I mean, I don't want to spoil it because, you know, they don't show his face per se. Mm-hmm. Like you see the little picture and you're thinking, is that his friend? Is that it? But his brother or whatever. Um, and I'm just like, how did we get here? I kind of almost want like a prequel almost, if that. Makes- right. Yeah. Like, I get, yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, look, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world. You're just showing up now. It's like Breath of the Wild, like, right? Like you came in mm-hmm. after the hundred years of a giant uh, calamity event. And a lot of people were like, I kind of want to play the Calamity event 
not where I am now. I enjoyed it still regardless, but I know a lot of people are like, man, that, sound, that seems a lot more interesting. Like, yeah, like a, that's also an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. like, I kind of want to see what happened there. Yeah. yeah so. you, you guys did lose, so I mean, you're just going to go play a losing battle. <laughs> like, that's how it would happen. You, they lost, so they put him to sleep. You know yeah. how they do. Oh, yeah. but the chosen yeah. one put him to sleep. And we'll wake him up yeah. in a couple of years when we have a better chance. <laughs> I, l- listen, you're not wrong. That's why they quote unquote made a, a oh, age of calamity. Yeah, the age of calamity yeah, one. Age of calamity. The, <clears throat> excuse me, which is technically not what happened in that thing because it's different. But whatever. But <laughs> all right. But nice. Uh, does that uh, wrap things up? For oh you? yeah, I'm good. That's it for me. Nice. Uh, Jeff, how about you? Man, what you've been playing been and watching? Playing multiverses. That's what I've been playing. playing that is true. Yeah, that. you haven't played a lot of that. Um, good amount. How of are you that. liking it? I'm liking it. I'm liking it. I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's good. It's some good stuff. Um, they just dropped the patch. I know they pushed back their season pass. That's what was supposed to come out. Um, I, I think actually this Friday they pushed it back. Um, and they pushed back the release of Morty. They didn't say anything about Rick, so Rick is probably still coming out. But they were dropping. Yeah, they made it sound like they were like this, like a joint character. But yeah, after saying like, "Oh, we push back Morty," he's like, "Oh, okay, I guess we'll get Morty and Rick." Because the gameplay I saw from there is like leaked gameplay where he was like using the portal gun. He can call one of the meat seeks out to do like an attack. Like he has Mm. a like a gun that shoots like an explosive blob or something. Um, Then he has like his little laser gun too. But the portal gun was really cool. I saw that. That was pretty cool. Um, they showed some gameplay. So it's pretty interesting. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely going to give him a, a whirl when he comes out. Um, but they leaked. Well, not leaked. They showed what's coming up. So there's a lot of stuff they got coming with the season pass. They got ranked mode. They have um, oh, nice. new skins for characters. They had like a Robin skin for LeBron. Wait, Robin? Yeah. Like Batman Robin? Like Batman and Robin? Yeah. Why? Why would know. they... <laughs> So I mean, I'm not I'm not super big on sports and whatever, but like, is there some <laughs> sort of connection between LeBron James and Robin? I don't know. But I feel like he would have wanted to be Batman at least. That's yeah. that's what maybe I would have felt. Well, maybe that position wasn't open, but they got like, <laughs> <laughs> the Helga skin for Buzz Bunny. They got Hel- uh, Oh Helga. yeah, that one. Tacky? <laughs> no, no, no. The no. like the. <laughs> Like the the like the Greek Viking yeah. lady. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm like yeah. like that that very classic scene right. of bugs yeah. doing like yeah. the opera scene. Yeah, if you haven't seen that episode way back when with Looney Tunes, that was a laugh yeah. with Elmer Fudd. Was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that, was that was a classic episode. Love that episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a that's a quality uh, callback it to is. give bugs. That is. Um, but new icons, new cosmetics, and uh, uh, arcade mode, where it's like a online for for free for all. Um, and I'm hoping they're add like a spectator mode. I'm hoping that's something that they add because that's one of the things that's missing. Like if you're not in the match, you can't actually watch the match. So mm. that's one of the only things I'm hoping that they add because it makes it a lot harder. Also, like say you know want to do a tournament or something, how do we watch that match if there's no spectator mode? Um, so I'm hoping they add some stuff like that. Um, aside from playing that, I started watching Sandman. That's been pretty good. Um, if you're not familiar, oh, with that's it. a series. I thought that was a movie. No, it's a series. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's a series. See, somebody said it's based on like an old, like a classic comic book or something. Right? It's uh, based on a. So there's been various Sandmans. So two that I remember who actually <laughs> Sandmans. Sandman. 
So, <laughs> um, there have been uh, two that I remember that were actually superheroes. This one's more so um, Morpheus, the god who governs dreams. Um, those two weren't nearly what he is. So those who were just heroes who kind of use like weapons to put people to sleep or things like that. This guy is actually a god. We call him one of the endless ones, which is like one of the... Hold on, you said you said we call him. Who who's uh, uh, humans? Who's we? Humans, you know, people, you know, stuff like so that. Hold on, hold on, real quick, because like mm-hmm. I feel like I'm missing like a ton of context. This is connected to nothing else. It's, this is just his own. No, universe this is DC. World, right? This is DC character. Oh, okay, gotcha. Right. So he's he's like in the same vein. Like he's you know dealt with Constantine and stuff like that before. Okay. Um, that whole so he's like a supernatural. Yeah, that whole supernatural part side of, of the, it. Yeah. Gotcha. So. He kind of governs dreams. Like, just like in Marvel, you have Nightmare, who kind of feeds off of the bad dreams of people. This one kind of governs the dreams. You know, whether it's good dreams or bad dreams, he governs those dreams. And he has a whole realm, a dreaming realm, is where he kind of resides. And, uh, yep, Nick Yoji said Neil Gaiman. That's off of the Neil Gaiman run. So there is a, a graphic novel for it, but it's also based on the comic. So you could do either one. Hold um, on. You said this was on Netflix? Netflix, yeah. And this is a DC character? Yeah. It's a How very is it not on DC HBO? This probably been, you... this has been in the, in the in the in the making for a while. So what will probably happen is this was probably bef- this deal was made before all the uh, the uh, the HBO Max and stuff like that because they this business has been in development for some years. Wow, that sounds cra- like they would still have like a legacy contract that would allow them to put a DC character on a competing streaming service. That's a good question. Especially because from what I've heard in terms of reviews, like people are into it. Like it yeah. seems like it's actually pretty good. Yeah. For most stuff I saw, it's like a like a nine, eight and a half or a nine. Um, mm-hmm. There's some episode, that was one episode that kind of dragged a little bit. I think they kind of used that part, part a little bit too much. But other than that, it's been pretty, the actors are pretty good. The CGI is pretty good. Um, the, a lot of callbacks to other DC properties. Um, so it's it's been really good. But yeah, I mean, I was. It's a miss for HBO Max, but I, I'm thinking this deal pre predated probably HBO Max because this they've been working. This was announced years ago. Hmm. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a really odd situation like I, I'm, I'm really curious now like what's going on like with the rights and ownership of of that like maybe every single character isn't necessarily under uh the warner bros or dc umbrella in the same way and, um, and if so like because because i've never heard of sandman as like a dc entity so like he must be very obscure like nick the og and chat is is like mentioning lucifer morning star that kind of era so like lucifer morning star obviously is the devil oh that oh yeah okay right so, yeah because that was another uh Zatanna, the, the the Dark Avenger, I mean not Dark Avengers, the ju- Dark ju- Justice League Dark, uh, Constantine, um, uh, oh my God, I can't think of the guy's name for some reason. It's just not popping in my head. Um, they, um, they had a show on Hulu too. Uh, something, um, I don't know, whatever. I can't think of it. But um, that whole supernatural part is not as uh, widely known as the the superhero part. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't know, you know, Lucifer Morningstar, and um, but but that character got a show like that was like a Fox show, I think. Uh, Netflix, like well, no, it, start, it started on. Uh, I forget where it started, but it ended up on Netflix. Wait, yeah, I think it was. I think it was on Fox, and then yeah, like it got canceled and then picked up by Netflix mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, 
Wait, wait, wait. So the Lucifer TV show was based off of the Lucifer Morningstar character in DC Comics? Correct. Or is it just loosely tied? I did not know that. Yeah. I started watching it and I thought it was cool, uh, like good. I just didn't like keep going. I think I'm like in season two. I'm not too far in. But now that I know that he's actually like connected with like Constantine and because I love Constantine. Oh, yeah. I, it was so. <laughs> it was an episode of uh so usually the CW shows would have like their big crossover event. There was yeah. a crossover mm-hmm. event where Constantine went to see Lucifer Morningstar for a favor. From, and it was the Lucifer from that. It was show. the Lucifer, Lucifer from the show. Gotcha. Okay. So they're, they're, they're definitely one and the same. I was surprised that. Never mind. I'm not going to mention that. That could be a spoiler. But um, <laughs> they're closely related. There's a lot of callbacks to. They mention a lot of characters from the DC universe um, by name, like oh, this person, that person, and then not just like oh, they show up or something, but just like in conversation. Um, so you know that they exist in this world. Um. But it's very much the, I mean, these beings live, they're gods. They live for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Like, it starts off with, like, medieval times, like, and not just, I'm not talking about the setting, but, like, sometimes you'll see, like, it'll flash back and forth between, like, medieval times and, like, current times. So you'll mm-hmm. get a sense of how long this person's been alive. Um, it's pretty good. So, like, I would suggest watching it. Um, I did post in the Discord, there's things you, you know, things you need to know before you watch, like who he is. Uh, while they do explain that in the show, you know, some people are patient, like, oh, who is this guy I'm watching? You know, like, who is he? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, what's this right. about? Yeah, because uh, to be honest, like, there's not, like, a ton of marketing I've seen for this show. No, it came like, out. I, like, like, I heard it was coming, but it's just like, oh, hey, hey guys, it's Sandman. I'm like, that, who the F is Sandman? <laughs> like, 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 Spider-Man like, Sandman? I care? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yeah, like, that's the first thing that comes to mind, and that and that's also an obscure villain, even in, in that regard. Right. Is because uh, Netflix didn't really promote it a lot. I just know because I had it tagged as um, a reminder. Like, hey, let me know when this is out. And then I was like, oh, it came out yesterday. Let me go and watch it. But it wasn't like, a, oh, check out The Sandman. Even now, it's like, oh, critics raving about Sandman. The Sandman. Yeah, Come it's check like, it out. But it's been yeah, good. Yeah, it seems, it seems like it has a really odd place in their lineup. It's like they kind of had to get it out. And like maybe they... They, they, they kind of got left holding it back because, like, the rights won't stay with them afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It seems real, real shaky. Well, this is one of those um, properties where they were like, it's not possible. It was the graphic novel was so good, they didn't think it was possible to adapt that to live action, to a live action movie. So, that's one of the things. It's been popular for a long time, but it never made its transition because they didn't think it was possible to do it justice by bringing it over. And it, I, I think it actually does do, do a very good job of that. Yeah, Dick D.O.G. Uh, points out like uh, that Sandman it basically got the show because the comic was written by Neil Gaiman, uh, to be honest, like American Gods. Because, yeah, that, that's another show that's kind of just its own right. kind of world yeah. and series. And, like, that got a, a pretty decent uh, show on, what was it, FX? I can't remember what channel I was on. Some, something. But um, uh, I've still not watched it yet. I uh, really wanted to. They just gave me a mad spoiler. <laughs> I just read that like, excuse me, what happened? What? Who, who did this? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, is that real? I don't know. Listen, interconnected <laughs> universes be weird because you it's, it's it's like you, you like these characters are in the same universe but they seem so far from each other a lot right. of the times. Right. But then when they when something like that happens, it's like, excuse me? I'm sorry? No, that, that, he says it's a joke. Yeah. I was like, like it's a joke of it. I don't remember that. Like, Lucifer Listen, more so deals with uh, the Lucifer coming out of hell 
and kind of reverting back to what he was before he was forced to go to hell and govern hell. He he has a rocky mm-hmm. relationship with you know obviously his who God and his brothers the other <laughs> angels and stuff because he felt like he was forced to go to hell. Like, mm-hmm. but when he comes out, he starts to become a little bit more human. So that's how you go from being having a devil as a likable protagonist, and he runs like a nightclub or whatever, and he's yeah. like, you know, very flamboyant personality, kind of like Tony Stark isk. So like, it deals with that type of stuff, not really more so like uh, what um, Nick Doji just talked about. <laughs> I don't think they even show <laughs> any other characters in that actual show. Um, Aside from that crossover I mentioned, I think. I think my uh, okay. quick side note, I think my wife actually told me because she watches The Flash, uh, the CW show, The Flash. And I think she even told me Lucifer was on there. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I think she told me that. like on one, uh, the, the crossover episode. Because they yeah. all crossover when they, when they do that. So it'll be The Flash. At this time, it was Arrow right before it ended. It was their big uh, reset to everything when the kind of the world, yeah. the universe ended with the anti-monitor. Mm-hmm. It was the um, uh, yeah. That Arrowverse got way out of control. Yeah, I mean, that, that, I would say that crossover episodes was probably the best crossover out of all of them, and I mean, like, it was really, really good. Like, it had Brandon mm. Roth uh, return as Superman from the uh, Superman Returns. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a, a bunch of characters show up that played different characters. Um, Oliver wound up becoming um, the Spectre, who is like the spirit of God's vengeance. Hmm. Okay. There's a lot. Oh, it's just so good. It's so good. It's, so it's good. like, all right, I'll, yeah. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it, it happens to everything. Like after yeah. a while, everything just turns into just straight up comic. It's book, hard to honestly. keep it up at like nine or nine and ten seasons. Go eight and nine, ten seasons. Like, yeah, I feel like five seasons is where we should kind of end it. I love to see it keep going, but it makes it you start introducing so many characters and I'm going to stop because we're going to be going on like a whole different tangent. Um, it makes it hard to keep up with all those characters and mm-hmm. keep a solid story going on. So I feel like it yeah. probably should have ended a while ago, but you know, whatever. Uh, and we'll talk more about uh, like DC's extended universe in a second. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Fast X, how about you? Anything you've been watching, playing? Uh, really, I'm just kind of Waiting to get into the Mario Kart new courses. I have not touched that yet. Oh, and I'm itching. Yeah. Right, yeah. That's going to start dropping. Uh, so, yeah, I'm itching to do that on Monday for sure. So, other than that, I just... A uh, Thousand Year Blood Arc, Chainsaw Man, Mob Psycho. Yeah, a bunch of new yeah. anime trailers dropped. Oh, man. Uh, Bungo's uh, Straight Dog Season 4 yep. trailer dropped. Um, What else? Yeah, quite a uh, shield hero. They showed bits and pieces of that, of course. My heroes, war arc. The war arc is coming out soon too. I think that's coming out this October. So yeah, there's a nice saga to come out. I'm Vinland Saga season two. Vinland Saga, yeah. So there's a lot of anime coming out between the end of this year and beginning of next year. That's gonna be yeah, definitely. So yeah, I I can't wait waiting on those. So other than you have any idea uh, who's um animating chainsaw man because that that looks like movie quality from that trailer and i'm hoping like that's what the show looks like but like it's kind of preposterous how good <laughs> that trailer looks <laughs> yeah it's um what what they used to look like there, there's quite a few of them i don't know who's directing the action or how but it just reminds me of um and 
I'm going to say, uh, I don't know if you've seen Fire Force. Even Chainsaw Man's a little mm-hmm. bit more bloody. But if you like the animation of Fire Force, the fight scenes, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You look yeah, at Chainsaw Man, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, you know, this is just the quality is pretty good when it came to the from the little trailer that I've seen, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, and I've only seen bits and pieces of of Chainsaw Man when it came to like uh, reading the manga and stuff. But I know a lot mm-hmm. of people have been waiting for this to actually be animated so right. yeah i've been hearing tons and tons of hype about chainsaw man but like I, you, i'm never i'm never gonna just go read a manga <laughs> i never like, heard of it so i'm like okay i'll check maybe i'll check the show out when it comes out so like it, yeah people are real hype about it so uh yeah when when it actually that trailer is gorgeous though like yes. if you haven't seen it already like take a look at that like it, it it looks like a straight up movie cinema project uh but uh all right any any gaming you've been doing no, I'm just uh, I've been trying to grind out bless as usual. Oh, the grind is <laughs> still on that grind. Bless this is oh, I love the game. Though. I mean, it just gives me like it's just one of those games you just play. Um, but like I said, Mario Kart, I can't wait to play the new courses. Um, everybody's been talking about multiverse. I've been kind of watching people play that here and there. Um, what somebody say? I remember I seen a meme. It's like uh. Multiverse is like the Dollar General of Smash Brothers. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> no, that's I started, what, uh, I started rolling. I'm like, man. <laughs> it's like everybody trying to catch Smash a little bit way too much. But <laughs> Multiverse, I mean, it, it looks pretty fun. And the, the fact is that they have such a closet that they can, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So, uh, deep bench of characters that they can pull yeah. from for sure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as detailed, like the the mechanics aren't as detailed as Smash, but it's a fun game to play. Like it's a very, I, I think I like two v twos in multiverses way more than I've ever liked it in Smash. Like Smash, I like one v ones. I don't like two v twos. Like I feel like multiverses does nail that part down. It just needs some better stages. Yeah, and it's it's a really good start. Like that's how I feel about multiverses, right? Like it's it's a platform that they probably intend to build upon. Like it's built to be a live service, so like they're gonna be adding stuff to it over time. Hopefully that includes uh and I think it was already mentioned, you said like with their update, they're already gonna include like new modes and stuff. Yeah. Uh so like what's to stop them from adding like, oh, this is the blah 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 update that adds, you know, parries or that adds uh, we decided we're going to put shields in the game and all of a sudden it's you know, a lot more <laughs> like Smash than meta, it was before. Yep. But like, who knows? Like, it, it could it could very much evolve over time. Because I, I doubt that they're planning to just do like a multiverses right. 2 in a couple years. Now, no shields does speed it up a lot. It does make you have to be the aggressor. Like, you can't, you can't yeah, hurdle up. I get that. Yeah, so. But I mean, you know, I was surprised there was no shield. Like, when I first played, I'm like, wait, what's the shield button? So I'm like, oh, <laughs> there is no shield. You just dodge. I um the one thing I did want to say for multiverses too, I like how chaotic it looks and like it can still get like really like crowded and chaotic on the screen when they're like you're doing a free for all for example, mm. but there's no like, at least from when I play I don't know someone changed the settings I just joined someone was like I did not see like you know the normal mode for Smash like the technical normal mode is with items and there's a bunch of different types of items, when mm. I was playing there I saw like one or two things appear throughout the whole fight yeah they're they're not great uh in terms of like the items and chaotic 
but uh, kind of party game modes. Like yeah. that doesn't really. Like hit. the items don't seem that great. Like I saw, like a, the, yeah. the best thing I saw was the uh, meat meat seat box. Mm. That's not how it works, Jerry. <laughs> but um, that's the only thing I saw that looked in, like you could throw like uh, most characters have their own items. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like other than like other items, it just. I mean, uh, it would be nice to have a block button. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, have the, that dodge. Yeah, the like if dodge, he. Can... That's that's the one thing I definitely says like. Well, if you could block, that'd be decent. I mean, the shielding, right. you know, take shielding don't matter. But as long as you can block and dodge, it'd be fine with that. Yeah, you could definitely you know, dodge, and they do. I think the the iframes are a little bit more than they are in Smash because of how big. The yeah, dodges and stuff. Yeah, because of how big certain hitboxes are. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, they, they would have to be a little bit more yeah. generous. And it doesn't leave you in free fall either. So that's another thing, too. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah, like it really emphasizes like more movement and evasive action. Uh, and like Jeff said, like it's more attack heavy. Like it was it was honestly the same kind of shift with um, Nick All-Stars Battle Royale, because like they also don't have a block button as far as I I'm aware, like no yeah. block, no shield. <clears throat> like that's all about just movement and they give you a lot more movement options like you got like two air dodges and jumps and all this extra aerial stuff so like it seems like all the people who are like oh i want smash to be uh i want something different than smash all lean towards i want it to be more like smash and speed focused Mm -hmm. they're like because it because smash is sort of defensive like you can you can be attack heavy if you want to but like it does pay to be you know patient and defensive in smash respect uh, but uh, that does it for you, uh, Fast Axe? Yeah, that does it for me, man. All right. Um, yeah, I, I really haven't played a ton of games. Uh, like, I'm dabbling a little bit in Siege, but mostly for work purposes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but outside of that, um, when I get a little bit of free time, I'm still jumping into Monster Hunter uh, Rise Sunbreak because that, that game is just amazing. Uh, it's, just, it's just so fun. I, I, I can't get enough of the, the combat in that. Uh, I, I'm still highly anticipating a sequel to World, though. Like I want there to be a Monster Hunter World Two announced, and they better question. have the wire bugs and the skills, <laughs> uh, skill swapping, and all that stuff. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up? So, like, you seem so ready just to jump into another one and start from scratch and work your uh-huh. way up again. Like you did that with World, you did that with a, like that's my reason why I didn't get a rise because I'm like, ah, oh, I just did that in because World. you already had yeah, like I was in World, like, right? I was just so much up there. Like I don't know if I want to do that so so soon. Like. Why couldn't we just expand on world and continue? Um, mm-hmm. But you seem so ready just to jump into another one. I li- I literally felt the same way as you mm-hmm. uh, before I played. Like, and I was forced to play. So, like, I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I bought it because I was gonna. And technically, I I bought it because I was gonna uh, like stream it for work. Like, mm-hmm. we were supposed to do like a weekly stream with me, Jack, and Nick, where we play through uh, Monster Hunter Rise um, on Switch or whatever. So I bought it for that purpose. But when that kind of fell through, like I wasn't actually playing it until the uh, the PC port came out and I was assigned to review it. So once I had to sit down and play it, I was like, this is mad fun. Like the like the changes to the controls, like the movement with the wire bug and like all your extra switch skill stuff. I can't go back to world now <laughs> because it would feel so much slower. Like you, you don't have access to like so many other techniques that just change the way fights feel. And so, like, that's why, like, I really got sucked into Rise. And then Sunbreak just doubled down on that. Like, Sunbreak was like, all right, you liked all that movement stuff. 
here's more of it. Here's more skills. Here's more abilities for these weapons or whatever. So like, it's, it's just so fun to like just dig deep on every single weapon. It just it feels endless in terms of like what you can do in that game. Okay. So maybe, like maybe because if another one comes out, maybe I'll give that like it, exactly. Like that's how because I, I feel like because it was on Switch, it was hamstrung a little bit. Like even though it's still very popular, it's been selling very well. Like just give us another big console one and then put this stuff in that. Like I'm I'm already sold. Right. Like that's how I feel. Because we used to play World a good amount. We used to play that a yeah. lot. So. Yeah, I want I want another console Monster Hunter. Like. I'm playing it on PC now, but like I'd rather just be playing it on my Xbox if I'm being, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. Uh, but outside of that, like I've been, I'm not, I haven't been watching a ton of TV. Like I just finished Barry season three, which I think is the end of that show. Like the way that ended, I'm like, you can't go anywhere from this, right? Um, and it was, it was a really good show, but more so like it had really good episodes versus like a cohesive uh, third season. Because uh, the first two seasons, I think, were, like, really fantastic from front to back. The third one, a lot of the characters sort of started acting real funny. Like, like their life situations changed a great deal. But, like, the characters seemed like different people on top of it. Uh, and that kind of bugged me. It was rubbed me the wrong way for most of the series. Uh, and then the way, it, the way it kept my attention was because one character in particular, Noho Hank, if anyone remembers. Uh, he's, like, the, the really funny Chechen no, mob guy. Noho Hank? Noho Hank, yeah. Okay. Like, he, he basically was the same. Uh, why do they call him He's the best I character on that show. Interject. Why do they call him Noho Hank? You know, I'm not, I'm not sure why they call him Noho Hank. Is it because he ain't got no hoes? I don't know. No, no, Noho Hank gets his. Noho Hank gets his. Okay. Especially in season three. But he's just really funny. And like it's like a dark comedy. Like it's, 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 if you don't know the premise of Barry, like it deals with like a, a ex army guy who basically takes up a job as like an like a hitman, mm-hmm. and then um, on a job where he has to infiltrate like an acting class, he discovers a love for acting, and now he doesn't want to be a hitman; he wants to be an actor. But his hitman lifestyle is continuously like bumping heads with his desire to like leave it behind and become an actor. And uh, it's just, it's really silly. But then, like, when they do, like, the action-y, like, Hitman stuff, like, it's surprising how well choreographed and intense those scenes are. Um, Like, in season three, they did this dope-ass motorcycle chase. And, like, it's not so much that the the chase was, like, really action-heavy. But it was super dramatic. Like it was, it was shot almost like you would watch like a, a third person camera in a video game. Like it was just a super long shot of just him on the highway, like darting through bad cars. Then it would cut to like the other bikes, like chasing him, going through the the traffic and stuff. Like it was just really tense and just really, uh, really dope as a whole. So um, if you haven't already started watching it, check it out. It's on HBO Max. Um, third season is not the best of the the three, but overall, it's a really good show, and uh, I would suggest uh, people watch it. Uh, but outside of that, been catching up on OKKO, OK which is like yeah. an older Cartoon Network cartoon. What you know about OKKO? OK um, I, I know a lot about OKKO, OK actually. I just never finished the final season. Who's because, the writer? Um, Who's the writers? Ian Jones Cordy. Why? Incorrect. <laughs> How's that incorrect? Ian Jones Corti. <laughs> oh, Corti. I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't. You just Corti. You got to <laughs> yeah. inflect. But no, like, it's, it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Like It's, it's very lighthearted. Uh, so... I, I just put on one episode because like he was taking too long to like c- 
she's like come back from wherever she was and we were supposed to watch something else together I was like, let me just watch uh this since I, I i never finished it and then i got I, I, all of a sudden i'm just binging episode after episode because like it's so funny like the characters are cool and like even though like it has a very rudimentary art style mm-hmm. like they take like their action set pieces very seriously which is the thing that a lot of newer cartoons don't get enough credit for. Like, people always harp on, like, all oh, this animation looks like blah. Like, I wish it looked like, you know, anime or something. It's like, all right, it's fine. Like, you can get used to it. Like, it's stylized. But the action hits. It does. Every bit as hard as anime does in ways that older American cartoons never did. Yeah. It's really so, like, um, Yeah. Like, I'm really enjoying that. And, like, it has a really, it's a really silly story but there's a lot of like plot and lore in that world and like there's like connections between characters past and their present and like it's actually interesting like mm-hmm. it's legitimately like compelling to see what's going on um with the characters like the even on the bad guy side like the the big bad guy box man has like this weird relationship with his kids which are robots that he built but the robots you know want his love and adoration and he's just a jerk and so like they do stuff to like like they'll betray him and then like still want his effect like it's it's this actual emotion and storylines going on in that cartoon uh it's amazing <laughs> Gigi says okay is my favorite show based on a palindrome <laughs> uh yeah i guess it is a, a palindrome uh but yeah that's pretty much it for me uh but talking about you know like things that are meant <laughs> for kids <laughs> we can transition into our first topic uh pokemon scarlet and violet Ooh. Um, we got a new trailer that basically showed off some of the new mechanics, uh, kind of how the open world supposedly will work, uh, new raid uh, stuff as well. Um, I know, Jeff, you're a big Pokemon fan. Ash, you're like a super huge Pokemon fan. Um, I'm not sure, Fast X, if you're like really big in Pokemon these days or, at all. I just watch. But yeah, like guys, uh, go ahead and dive in. Like, what what is it about this trailer that got you maybe excited, uh, disappointed? Like, I, I know there was some chatter in the Discord earlier. Mm. But like, yeah, how did, how did it take you? Uh, go ahead, okay. Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, overall, it, it, I would be lying if I said it's been a while since I was excited for a. Uh, it's been a while since I've actually been excited for a Pokemon game because if you remember when mm-hmm. we saw for Arceus, I was excited for Arceus. But this this it's been a while since I've been excited for a main line Pokemon game. Um, which after okay. I played Arceus and I did enjoy Arceus, and then uh, when they showed this off at first, I was like, oh okay, looks like we're actually you know got 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 uh, changing up the the um visuals a little uh, just a little bit um and oh is that are those physics i remember when they first show you see like just the clothes flapping in the air i was like are those physics what is that (laughs) i haven't seen physics (laughs) um but you know uh after this most recent one uh there's there's i'm overall still excited i'm not like crazy hype i always get like really excited during like initial trailer stuff i always like calm down like in the following days because i make sure like hey hey you know, it looks good. Let's not get too crazy about it, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but overall, I'm liking, uh, you know, the aspect of multiplayer. I don't think there's enough you can do in multiplayer, though, at least from what they've talked about so far. Um, basically, it's like, yeah, you can go around. You can catch uh, when you join someone else's game. You can catch the Pokemon in there. So it kind of let you know it used to be like you had had to buy two versions or you had to have or a friend trade, who had the yeah. second version and trade yeah, and right. now you can still trade and everything but now i can literally just go into your game and catch, you catch your pokemon that are there which is actually kind of cool but eh, 
uh, it's nothing crazy, but it's nice that it's there. Um, and, and they didn't try to say, you can't catch while in someone else's world. That'd be dumb. It's like, I'm here. Like, why not? <laughs> um, but, you know, so you can do that. You can battle with each other. You can trade with each other and you can free roam. But like, that's all that they said so far. Um, there's not. And obviously I mean, like that, raids. That free roam thing, I, I think, looked like they tried to show you like. Cause like in the trailer, they literally mm-hmm. had like the the four characters just run off in completely different directions, and like, yeah. they were like oh, I'm in a, this one is in an ice place, this one's in a dirt place. So like, does that, from what you understand, like, it's just it's a big open world. You can be in the same world as a friend, but just be nowhere near them doing your own thing. Like that that's the other thing that I wasn't a hundred percent sure that's, about. That like, seems yeah, that seems sketchy. That doesn't seem like something a Nintendo online experience would allow wow. for. Yeah, <laughs> but it makes it hard to stay in the same area if you're in four people trying to stay in that same person's purview like it's going to be a lot harder to do that i would hope that like it's fleshed out enough to where you could go it might be limited to that particular area i don't know if it's a open open world or like the other ones where it was uh regions like in arcus yeah, regions you go, the, you go to the train station and then the train would be like the cutscene to take you to somewhere another part uh-huh. like stuff like that i don't know if it's like completely open like they're like they're claiming it's an open yeah, they're, world they like, are definitely can, claiming I feel like that open. can mean anything yeah nowadays you know, when, it's, yeah. when it's pokemon so <laughs> the reason why i think they actually mean open because they uh when they first were talking about they compared it to arceus which is open with question with like uh quotation marks like that's how you describe it because mm-hmm. that's more like here's the main area the town that you're basically at your headquarters and then when you leave town, you pick which like section of the map you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. You then go to that section. You can then actually walk from that section to a different one if you want it or fast travel there. But you have to load that next area. Like you don't just go from one area to the next without like a loading uh, screen, basically. Um, so that's that's why they they said it wasn't that. So I'm like, maybe they actually do me. You think it's Elden Ring open or just like that? The impressions that they are giving, and especially with some of the <laughs> stuff I read, is that they're trying to have a breath of the wild feel of, all right, here's everything. Like just like, go anywhere. Yeah. That, also do that with your friends. Like, yes, that, that's a big that's a big step. And that just, that two, is a big not just step. one other friend. It's four friends. No, four. <laughs> yeah. So four people, four people, three people including you. Yeah. And. So the things that I got that backed that up, one, it definitely looks like the legendaries that you use as like the ride Pokemon. You get that early on. I'm a, I feel like just because it seems like it. Yeah, that's what you use to get around this big open area. It's almost like the um, the uh, Sheikah Slate. Like once you got all the stuff, you now are able to go anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. So that's what I feel like. That's the equivalent of it's like, you know, OK, you have this. You have fly, surf. Uh, a bike and then apparently you can even go up a freaking mountain now so i'm yeah, like, like yeah rock the, climbing ability yeah, the, the, the rock, it's rock climb yeah it's, you get rock climb so it's like so you get all that and i feel like to be able to actually utilize uh you can go anywhere you want at any time you need that pokemon so there's no way we don't get that very early to actually have a you can go anywhere you want anytime um so does that bug you because like the legendaries are supposed to be kind of like these right. uh MacGuffins that you like work towards in those games, right? Yeah, just because I feel like Sword and Shield sort of did that too. Like you finish the story and then they just kind of give them to you, right? I what so you you want to say something, Jeff? You can you can chime in anytime. No, no, no. 
No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> I just, just like in other like games, you had to beat them, but also yeah. it wasn't guaranteed that you got them. You had to catch them. Using, yeah, too. Yeah, a lot of times if you didn't work, you had to go back and go to an earlier save and then go back and do it again. So yeah, sometimes they don't like reappear in some of the older games. You couldn't, mm-hmm. you didn't have another chance. It's like, oh, you killed it. Oh, you, uh, it escaped. Oh, well, no mole trace for you. That's crazy. Uh, oh, but, I'll be mad. Yeah. Listen, you learned that like early Pokemon, even though I know it's different nowadays, I still save before a uh, legend, uh, legends. Like one, I don't have to rebuy Pokeballs and stuff. I'll just reload my save and use the same one. But point Sorry. is, um, there's uh, for that part, it, did but i thought of here's the problem i don't know how nintendo's doing it i thought of ways that i would be okay with if they mm-hmm. did it but mm-hmm. i don't know what they're doing obviously so it's like i don't <laughs> well what what would you be okay with then um like, like they give you these legendary poke the, the box art pokemon yeah like within the first cutscene, it allows you to run all over the world and mm-hmm. you know get other pokemon but like your legendaries are kind of like a crapshoot in that sense like how how would you fix that so and, how would you, what would you want them to do to like make that a better situation? The two ways that I was able to think of that they could do is one that because uh, I remember I forget where I read it, but they worded it as uh, or they, I read it or they said it in the trailer. But they said that the I forget their names. It's like a ride on and something, but that ride on Jesus. It just has ride on in his yeah, name. Just, God dang it. Just ride on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I. Uh, they mentioned like that that Pokemon wants to help you in your journey. So that's why it's letting you use it to do mm-hmm. this. I'm wondering if that either A means for whatever reason, story purposes that they come up with, whether smart or dumb doesn't matter. But it's like, uh, oh, yeah, it's going to help you for this reason. And it does that by uh, help you with transportation, but doesn't help you with like any type of battling or anything. And then like post like end game ish or post uh leaf or whatever that's when it's like oh it's earned your you've earned its respect after going on this journey and it wants to give you the opportunity to catch it something stupid pokemon's done similar like <laughs> things before where it's mm-hmm. like ah you've earned this respect it will battle you not necessarily in the games but like in the show uh there'll yeah. be times where you know just po- ash will be working with some pokemon and then it's like yeah there's way it wants to it wants to battle you sometimes the pokemon be like hey just catch me it doesn't matter but i'm hoping you know there's an actual battle blah blah, blah and you can't use it early on uh otherwise if you use it earlier on it like have to be lower level and you just have to start but i'm like i don't yeah, necessarily yeah, either it's a trash legendary that can't beat like uh dumb grass right. pokemon or something <laughs> right. or or like you say like you just can't use it but then like if if by the end of the game you're like all right now you can use it that still kind of takes away that mystique because it was yeah. with you the whole time it was with you the whole time you just, right. yeah now they're they essentially just gifted to you once you reach the end yeah. game it's the same as like sword and shield right it, and that's why i don't take the air out of the goal of catching a legendary and also mm-hmm. like like it shows you usually the one on the box is what your goal is. Like, oh, that's the one on the box. This is the game. This is the version I'm playing through. That's my in-game goal to get that particular legendary. Boom. But they're giving it to you in the beginning. Also, is it going to be like you said? Use the boom battle, or is it just going to be like uh, kind of like your bike? Do you just pull it out to do things and not necessarily battle? I would have been probably better off if they just made it a kind of like a Rotom. Because Rotom transforms. Yeah, just make transforms it. and pull them out and use them for what you need to use them for. He doesn't take a Pokemon slot, but you know, 
don't know, it kind of lets out the air of the legendary. It does look beautiful, but it does kind of take out because I saw I'm like, oh man, yeah, some more dragon Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, no, okay, that's the bike. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bike. <laughs> Don't uh, insult it. It does more than and it'd be a bike. Don't insult it too much. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a motorbike. It's a whole motor in it. <laughs> Nick DOG says can confirm Lugia saw me beat Dark Souls one in four hours. Only then. Would he <laughs> <laughs> just, just, yeah, he, had, he has expectations of you. You didn't meet He's those like, oh, respect, man. Respect. Like, yeah. Dark Souls is hard. It is, man. <laughs> you know what? You now you're worthy. Um, <laughs> I will say. Um, overall, though, one of the things that I was really hopeful for uh, was when they first said it was, you know, open world, go wherever you want, whatever order. I was really, really hopeful that they did it closer to. Um, and I feel like I've mentioned this before on a podcast, but I can't remember. They did it closer to the Pokemon Origins anime that uh, that was done. Um, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, because they did the whole like. They, uh, Pokemon Origins is like your, uh, the story of Red, not Ash. So it's literally Gen 1, but animated. And mm-hmm. when he goes to the first gym with Brock, the first thing Brock asks is, how many badges do you have? And when he said, I don't have any badges, and you see Brock has more than just two Pokeballs, not just an Onyx and a Geodude. He has more Pokeballs that come out from the wall. And he's like, okay, since you have no badges, I'm just going to use these two. Um, right. Because they're like you're you're level one right now. So yeah, level one. Tree. And, yeah. and and the reason on top of that is because like even though like in the, it's a lot of times in the uh, especially like with Ash in the anime, especially like Gen One uh, in Kanto, like a lot of Gen was like yeah, Brock is much weaker than you know like someone like the eighth gym leader or definitely someone from the Elite Four. But really, they're supposed to be akin to like an elite four member they don't have to be as powerful but they're supposed to be akin because i mean who else becomes the next elite four member a gym leader that that would mm-hmm. be the next person in yeah, line like, yeah that's what they're <laughs> working towards right yeah. like as gym leaders they're like they want to become the elite four so right and so pretty good yeah they should be on that level now they should adjust based off the trainers who come in which makes sense and it, to be able to do that they also have to be a good enough trainer to be like okay you have zero badges you're obviously new to this journey, so I'm going to lower my uh, my actual abilities to be on par for you to actually be a challenge. Like it makes sense, but the problem that I had with that um, is that in one of the articles, and I, I had to make sure I pulled it back up. <laughs> the the way they worded it, so they said there is no set path to the gyms, right? And they kept saying you can go anywhere you want. But the next line literally says you can purposefully seek out a stronger gym leader or you can simply stop by a gym that happens to be located in a town you came across on your journey. And I'm like, so is there still technically a set order to these gyms? Yeah, like levels. That's what that's what that sounds like, honestly. So and I still oh, you can you can like speed run it by like figuring out how to beat the strongest gym leader first. But like (laughs) I feel like it should scale to a couple levels either above you or at least close yeah. to you. Because like, let's but say you do the closest one last and they're all level two Pokemon when you go back to doing them. You know what I'm saying? Like Or level yeah. 20 or whatever and you're level 60 now. That just doesn't... It doesn't carry the same weight. Right. And that's why I was like, I don't know how to... And, and I know for a lot of times, like, um, you know, like when you're playing uh, like an MMO, for example, uh, something that's easy for me to compare open worlds with. You go somewhere... And there will be stronger things in that area 
that kind of like you can still go, but it's almost like the game way of showing you, hey, you probably don't belong here yet. Or Breath of the Wild, you start going place and there's like the white, uh, uh, white and blue uh, like variants and stuff, like the much hot, harder to fight ones. It's like maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be here yet because mm-hmm. these creatures will one shot you. But it's not a wall. You can that, go, that, but you should. Lionel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Like, like in Bless, how they have the dark, the dark red or the skulls. Like, yo. Yeah, it's like you can like, go this here. Your, this ain't your area, but you can pass <laughs> but, through if you run fast enough, or you yeah, can you ride fast enough. You can go through. <laughs> so, and and I was like, you know, what about that for an open world like this? How would they do it? And I was kind of hopeful that you know they could either do it that way, um, but that's less impactful um, now because you know in Pokemon you you can see them, so you can try to maneuver your way around some might be a little more aggro they'll chase you or whatever but we're on a freaking motorized bike that can fly and stuff so i feel like that's not too much of a concern um i was figuring that maybe they might do the whole okay if you're on like the the beaten path like the main roads all pokemon near there will probably be like lower level mines and the further you go away from a main road the further you get away from civilization then you start seeing that and that that would be kind of nice because then you can go to like the ice biome area and get an ice mon early on in the game where you can go somewhere where there may be dragon pokemon and try to get like a low level one if there's something there versus trying to have to wait till end game to get like the more you know type the typings that people may want uh but usually you don't get to like closer to end game but right yeah so i like that this more for the i don't know how they're doing it i think there's really good ways they can go about it um i'm still excited overall but mm. just hopeful that they take something that makes it like the open world actually still feel open um, and doing it. Oh, and the last thing I want to say, because uh, they said that there's three storylines, basically. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. like there's the, the first one is the, the traditional gyms, gym, yeah. gym journey, right? Yeah. And there's two other ones that they didn't really uh, expound on. Like, it's like, all right, there's some side story about something and there's another side story about something else. Like, I don't know yeah. what those are. One was the gym battle. One was the school. Yeah, for the treasure or whatever. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. I don't think they actually like fully said the third one, but I'm not. I I, I might be wrong too, but at least like I definitely think you're right, uh, Jeff. Like the school stuff, um, because he said like a treasure, like a project for some sort of whatever. I definitely think that's the second one, and that kind of points me after like the whole seek out a stronger gym leader. I'm wondering. If when they say open, yes, you can go anywhere you want, but there's still an order to these three storylines. You know what I mean? But you can just tackle yeah. it in whatever order you want. So, like, I can start doing the gym stuff, and there's still, like, a set, like, you know, this gym is definitely, like, there's an order of first, second, third, all the way to eighth gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can still go however you want, and then at any point you can stop, and then, like, the treasure stuff with the school is in a completely different area you can go do that for a minute stop doing that and wherever it takes you in your journey go back to doing gym stuff or you know it takes you to this place oh there's a gym here i'll just fight this gym while i'm here if that's what they kind of mean so three big quest lines that you can tackle in uh, any way you want but the order of them are still linear if that makes yeah my my guess especially with them using the term like like treasure hunting yeah uh really leads me to believe that uh these other quests probably follow a, a similar of system to like the gym thing where they say like, oh, well, you can go to whatever gym in any order. It's like, all right, well, you need to collect this item or this Pokemon or 
you know, get this event to happen. Well, but then you can, there are like different steps that you can do in any order, depending on where you are at that moment. Like, oh, if I talk to this guy over here, that'll check one box. If I catch this Pokemon over here, that'll check another box. So like, again, like it won't hamstring you to having to do it in a specific order, but you do have to basically collect all the pieces of this scavenger hunt before you like finish the quest. Yeah. And it's just three versions of that. One of them being the gyms, which is collect the badge from the Pokemon trainer. But in any order, like that's that's how I'm picturing it. Yeah, that's how um, I'm feeling. But the fact that they said just three, like, so there, so are there, like, how will, did Arceus do the thing where there were side quests outside of like your main mission? Oh yeah, there was, was a, that. There was a lot of side quests. In Arceus. But like, were, were any of them like interesting? Was it more like, um, so like, was it like kind of busy work? They some were like pretty interesting some were busy work that were still like disguised as like still being kind of interesting with like so like the usual busy work of like the collect-a-thon as an example um right, yeah there's that one like a, an actual overarching you know you have to actually go to all these different regions and look for these um almost like uh um you know just the where you had to collect the 50, or in the Breath of the Wild case, the 900 Korok seeds type of thing. They're <laughs> hidden. You got to find them. There's not 900, thank God. The Nintendo didn't do that again. But um, <laughs> but they were like, there's a, a woman who you see, and she's like, uh, she saw like a little spirit, and it had, uh, if I remember correctly, because I didn't finish that one, I think it has to do with like Spirit Tomb. Um, and you have to collect all these little spirits that are hidden across the map. And she basically explains to you, like, when you first get there, oh, yeah, you know, I, I keep seeing these spirits and nobody believes me, blah, blah, blah. And they're uh, kind of like they, they give you like an actual plot with it. They're not just like, yeah, you want a spirit tomb? Go get these things. And then as you collect more, you kind of help her start to get more relieved about what she's been seeing because like her family doesn't believe her and everything. So it's kind of <laughs> nice. She's like, no one will listen. I keep seeing them. Do you see that? Right. And you're like, yeah, no, okay. I see that right there. And you're, she's like, thank God. <laughs> Because um, because yeah because that that makes me a little more hopeful that this game will not just be those three big things and that maybe they'll also have like maybe smaller things to like occupy your time yeah in it uh, but that those smaller things will also be interesting right. and not just like, not collect. not just the hey do you yeah. have this Pokemon if you do I'll trade this Pokemon for you it's just random right. person yeah, on the just, street <laughs> exactly right because Shield had other stuff in it too like especially the DLC where they had a uh, like a dungeon with the one DLC where you go mm -hmm. into this cave and you could fight legendary Pokemon in it. You don't take your Pokemon, you take whatever Pokemon, it's random Pokemon that the, uh, you rent the Pokemon. So there might be four people, three people going in, I think four people, and you rent random Pokemon. It starts who gets to pick first, second, third, fourth, last, whatever. Um, mm. Once you go in, you have to take pick the route. So the route might be Shattered and Mystery. So the first route you pick, you pick the middle one. That one might be a, a Gigantamax, uh, I don't know, Charizard. Once you beat that Charizard, you can then choose to catch that Pokemon. And whoever's next in order can choose to use that to replace the current rented Pokemon they have. Mm. If you catch it and you can't, um, you're not the next in line, um, you can choose to keep it at the end. But right now it goes in order. So if I, if I pass on it, the next person can choose to keep it. If I if that person passes mm -hmm. on it, it goes to the next person. And then the next path comes up and, and they have a maybe it'll be a 
you don't know what Pokemon it is, but you know, like this one's a rock one, this one's a fairy one, this one's a, di- a different one. So you got to choose. You guys vote on what path to take. At the end of the paths, there's a legendary Pokemon. You don't know which one it is, but it's a legendary Pokemon that's not located in that game. They bought le- other Pokemon, other legendary Pokemon from other games to give you opportunities mm. to catch them. Now, once you beat that Pokemon, and you can you can catch them. It's not guaranteed to catch him. He might pop out of his ball. But if you do, you, you can choose to keep that Pokemon or the Charizard that you caught in the very beginning. So only get to leave with one at the end? You only get to leave with one. <laughs> Tadashi Zinwa on YouTube says, wow, man, you're speaking so deep. You're motivating me, bro. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the cool part. Now, something we forgot to mention is the new crystallization thing that's going to be right. In yeah, addition, that has not been brought up. Yeah, yet. it's going to be in addition to the Dynamaxing, which the that, wait, Dynamaxing is still in it. Dynamaxing is still in it because if you wait, look, wait, what? they're just huge versions of them. So it has to be Dynamax in some form. They're, crystal, they're not just normal sized Pokemon when you looked at the trailer. They're not just normal sized crystal Pokemon when you go into the dungeons. They're huge Pokemon. So I don't know if that's just another oh, do you mean like the the raid battle ones? Yes, or? right. So normally I was a Gigantamax already Pokemon. I don't know if you'll mm-hmm. be able to still Gigantamax, but the Pokemon in those raids are already Gigantamaxed and a crystal form. So that's pretty interesting. But also the crystal, turning not crystal, gym. If you change your gym, let's say you had a Pikachu who was a who's Thunder. No, what do they call it? T- terrestrialize? Something. Yeah, something like that. Um, a lightning Pokemon is Pikachu. Once you crystallize it, he can change his type depending on what you caught him as. So let's say, mm-hmm. I don't know, grass or rock. So it changes the, the typing. So like, let's say I use Pikachu and he take out your water Pokemon. Now you go to rock one thinking you have the advantage. And then I crystallize him once you get him in there. And now it changes his typing, which throws off your whole strategy. So it changes and it, the matchups. And it changes stab. So if he actually knows a water move, he'll actually be able to do stab for water mm-hmm. moves too, which is yeah, which is crazy. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking those moves will only be accessible once he changes his typing. It won't be available um, I mean, before does, then. Does that kind of switch up in a battle like excite you as, as someone who likes to battle Pokemon? Because like, okay, there's an extra layer of strategy here. If he changes his type, like, will I be able to change my type to something that matches? Like, how does, does that... Does that make sense? What I'm like, yeah, no, I get you. Yeah. Does this add more layers to it, it the strategy adds, of Pokemon battle? It adds battle? more levels to it. So it kind of like somebody we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh. That somebody plays a card like, oh yeah, I got a counter for that, but you don't know they have a face-down trap card. So you don't have <laughs> to think like, okay, well if they do do that, what is my next move, right? So it makes you change up. A lot of people make the mistake of when they're battling, like they'll put electric Pokemon with all electric moves. What happens mm-hmm. when that goes up against a rock Pokemon where electric electricity isn't? Um, um, let's do no damage, right? So you want to have mm-hmm. that Pokemon to have some other moves like a, you know, an ice punch or something like that. That's how you kind of make up for the different typings is teaching Pokemon's different uh, TMs, right? TMs outside of their normal mm-hmm. move set. Um, so it's, it's a pretty interesting thing. It doesn't look the best to me. I think like yeah. I would just rather have um, um, Mega Evolutions back, but you know, Same. whatever. I, um, yeah, they they do look a little uh, like candy. Little, yeah, little, little salt rock. Peach <laughs> They're like a bunch of ring pops. Right. <laughs> so what the things I do like about it? Because at first I, I I definitely saw it and I was just like, what is this? This looks dumb. Um, <laughs> but what I do like, like like you were saying, Jeff, the fact um, when you can change size strategy wise is cool. Second is uh, 
And I don't know exactly if this is like versions, a version thing, or if this is also like a um, almost like random based off of which like game, like one Scarlet might have different ones from another Scarlet. I don't know if it does that, too. Um, But I know that, uh, like you're saying, it's like the fact that there's and I'll just use uh, Pikachu as as an example. Right. The fact that there is a Pikachu and uh, for that has a different affinity for all these types that determines which one the crystal lets you turn into. Cause at first I thought, mm-hmm. Oh, I have to use like a water cr- uh, crystal or whatever it is on the Pikachu so it can get the water typing. But apparently it's like, no, it's the one crystal, but it's whatever that when you catch it, it already has right, like yeah, that predisposed affinity a Pikachu that yeah. has water, but then you could also catch a Pikachu that has rock. Right. And so the fact that there's a Pikachu with every single other typing, I'm like, that is so insane to me on how like, crazy it can come in by the end of this because it's not just uh you know gigantamax and mega evolutions all that was like for specific pokemon or whatever right you couldn't do it for every single like whether it be every single one in this, in this evolutionary line they, or all they that could could all, you? they could all dynamax gigantamax okay. is when it changes the way they look specifically mm, so okay. you know when it like so everything uh, could dynamax right okay. so Snorlax had one where he had like trees and stuff on his belly so like gigantamax mm. and change the way they look but you could Dynamax every Pokemon. Every Pokemon. Okay. Well, I like the Megas then, because because uh, you know I skipped Sword and Shield. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Megas then. Megas, uh, like they added strategy, but it was like if you're battling somebody, it's usually easier to tell which Pokemon they probably were had the Mega Stone on a lot of the time. Uh, like mm-hmm. they might only have like two Mons that even could Mega Evolve, for example, in their party. And you're already like, okay, so it's already narrowed down to one of those two. And then based on how the battle's going, I can guess on which one they, if they even both have a Mega uh, Stone, which one they'll end up trying to Mega Evolve during this battle with me. Um, Now it's just like, I literally have no idea what your team could be now. Right. Uh, yeah, I think Nick Nick the OG in chat is making a similar point. He says that's dumb, in my opinion. It sort of eliminates <laughs> the strategy of building a versatile, varied team. I think that adds to the versatility of it, though. Because you still have to, I'm assuming, equip them with the crystal. Or if right. not, it can only do it on one Pokemon per the match. Actually, yeah, that's usually how Dynamax was. Only one Pokemon for a certain amount of turns. So yeah. it's three turns. And is, is this the same? Like, you can change the typing for a certain amount of turns? Or is it like... I have no idea if it's ter- yeah. for turns or it not. Didn't, it didn't, yeah, it didn't get specific. But I would think it wouldn't be for the whole battle. Because Mega Evolution was the same way, wasn't it? wasn't a certain amount of turns. I, I thought Mega's... Yeah. Did they? I thought they stayed, but it's been so long since I've seen a Mega yeah, Pokemon. I they, so I don't they know. changed eventually. They went back eventually. I can look it up. Um, I got y'all. Keep going. A certain amount of turns would make it fair, because now you only have to deal with that typing for three turns. So while it gives you the benefit of switching up the 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 matchup, it also only gives you three turns to figure out what you're going to do with that matchup. Right. And Nick, yeah, Nick Yogi says, uh, right, but you can just farm the same Pokemon six times and change their types. Like no, not, no, no, not no, if, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, not if. What they're saying is true, where like there's a limit yeah. to how long that typing change lasts. Yeah, you can only use it for that po- one Pokemon per match. And it's during a battle, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like you in your inventory, you're just like, all right, now I have this right. Pikachu. That, now it's an Ice Pikachu. Right. And like you go forward with an Ice Pikachu on your team. No, it's only for like, okay, let's say I'm middle of the match. My Pikachu just took out whoever you had. You throw somebody else in. I'm like, okay, well, this is a great time to switch up the typing because he's not expecting it. So I crystallize him. It lasts for three turns. Either you kill me or I kill you or whatever happens. The, um, after those three turns, he reverts back to whatever his normal typing was. 
and I can't do it again in that match. While now you still have the benefit of doing mm-hmm. it if you have one in, on your team. Right, yeah. Like, there are limits yeah. to the whole... Well, same um, thing with Dynamaxing, because Dynamaxing was ridiculous, depending on, you know, what was going on. It was a lot tankier, heavier attacks, to change up the attacks. But also, it was strategic, because if you did it first, and you didn't, you didn't finish the match... Your opponent still has a, they still have a Dynamax, so now they can Dynamax. And now you don't, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I will say I verify. So for Megas, once you Mega evolve, that Pokemon stay in its Mega Evolution state until it either faints or the battle ends. But you could even swap out and swap it back in; it would still be a Mega Pokemon. Ah, okay. Now so Megas that, are, are are definitely weren't as strong as Dynamaxing. Because think about Dynamaxing took. That's why you were raiding. You had four people cheese some time. Yeah. <laughs> you take yeah. down Dynamax Pokemon. So they definitely unless you had the uh typing advantage on your side, they weren't you weren't gonna take down the Dynamax Pokemon. Yeah. So this feels like some I'm wondering if there's gonna be like an in-between for the two. So it mm-hmm. might may or may not last, you know, for that one Pokemon until it faints for the battle ends. I'm not sure about that part. But I also uh me and Key were wondering, like, I don't think this gives you any like stat bonuses. Like those two do, I'm thinking. Right, I think right, it's just the right. typing change part. Yeah, because that's that's so. enough as is. You don't need to give a boost. Like the the fact that you can really change the tide of a fight by changing your Pokemon's typing like that is already. So, so I mean, a would lot. that would that change all of their moves? Then I think it would be only moves available. So same thing with a uh, Mega Blue. There was only certain moves that were available during the during the Mega Evolution. So same thing with the uh, crystallization. Once you crystallize, there's only moves you can use during that crystal evolution. You can't use those moves outside of that. Okay, but I'm, yeah, I'm just curious. I guess uh, if if every uh, rock type Pikachu would then have the same couple of moves for that. I'm thinking you could probably like... teach him whatever move. I would think it would be you'd be able to alter those moves that they can use during their uh, their crystallization let's just call it that um i'm thinking you can alter those moves for what moves you want to teach them while they're in that state mm-hmm. okay so yeah i mean that that adds to some of the variety and uh tactics i guess um, I, was, I actually almost don't want it to be that way because i think that puts more pressure on the person who's changing the typing to really think about that pokemon's singular move pool so like for example with the like surfing Pikachu, granted, that was like an event thing. Like there, you had to be a part of the event to get a Pikachu that could learn surf. But if the example of Pikachu, if it was just natu- able to learn surf in a normal game, you would have to purposefully sacrifice another move that you could have taught that Pikachu for like a certain type of setup to have a water type move to then do the crystallization to make a surf stab Pikachu if you wanted that. Because it would still have the same move pool and it would lose the stab of potentially the other let's say if you did like three electric moves and one water move i don't know why you would do that but if you did that um and then it's like boom you uh transform now you have three moves that are not nearly as strong as they were before just to try to basically make like a the hydro cannon out of surf so that you can just do a really powerful water move for a moment or for example i i I don't know i don't know if i want it to change or to stay a singular move pool basically as long as they do it good I like it, but <laughs> yeah, I, I would think that since this Pikachu now has cross typing, once it's in that state and it's a water Pokemon, I can now teach it Bubble Beam or whatever I want to teach it, and then yeah, when it transforms the back, right, it only has its normal move set available. So you know, Thunder or 
jolt tackle or whatever he's going to have. So, um, jolt tackle. Because if every <laughs> water one had the same moves, I think that would get. What's the point of catching a different one? You know what I'm saying? Besides, like, I don't know. I just think it would be better to teach them that because now, or maybe it was. I I don't remember. Mega Evolution. Did they? You could teach the moves that were available during that, if I'm not mistaken. Specific moves. I don't remember. They if they change the moves for Megas. Did they yeah. change? I don't remember. Been a while. Been a while. No idea. Been a while. I know Z moves, like once you did a Z move, it technically changed the move. <laughs> Quote unquote. Like you did a Z move version of a move or whatever. Right. You could you could equip uh Z moves too, so different ones yeah. were available. I know that. Yeah. Okay. So any, anything we left out of the, the Pokemon conversation? Anything else that you guys were like excited or uh disappointed by in that uh trailer before we move on i think the the not futuristic or the mechanical looking of the legendaries don't need to have the wheels they actually show you it normally without the wheels it didn't need the wheels i don't know why it has wheels it doesn't even use the wheels when you ride it across land it still runs on its legs it does not need wheels um that disappoints me and i uh they, they kind of seem like they had a theme whether it be either a past or present a future theme or just a tradition versus technology theme between the professors usually the professors give away something for that and the legendary seem to follow that whether it be the natural versus tech or the past yeah, like, versus future like yes yeah, past right. and future i think is yeah. a theming so but i'm like so why does the either past version and or natural one whichever thematic it goes with have wheels it doesn't it doesn't I mean, use the wheels it doesn't use the wheels motorcycles no <laughs> i mean it's a, the other one but is, it's, is a machine it's, like, it's fine it's like a flintstones reference right like yeah. like the the cars have wheels <laughs> but they they power it with their feet so. oh my god <laughs> I will um, say this though, all this, all the Pokemon and all that stuff, all, all that's running in my head right now is like, man, they need to come out with a Pokemon tournament too or something. All these Pokemon and all these different, you, yeah. you might as well come on with a Pokemon and just put all the Pokemon in there. And because the first one was pretty successful, so just a little side note, I'm just you know, like, man, why they haven't come out with a Pokemon too already with yeah. all these other Pokemon games? Cool. <laughs> You know, or you can like, do a, they could do a smash like everybody else. I wouldn't mind a Pokemon smash like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's a ton of Pokemon to smash already. Yeah. So yeah, I, definitely just do that, make it more Pokemon focused. I'd be fine with that. The, uh, Fast X, I think you're on the right track. Okay. What they need is a game that looks like it has the animations of Pokemon, takes more RPG elements from the spinoff series of Pokemon Coliseum, XD Gale of Darkness. And then mesh it into this new, like, open world esque thing that they're trying to go for. Put those three together, and then they oh, have sure. the Pokemon game that I've make, always wanted. You're asking them to make an actual game, <laughs> <laughs> and not not just bolt on some more stuff to their twenty thousand year old engine. Because that—that's what I was trying. Uh, I was telling uh, Blue actually too, because he was like, "Yeah, he wants that art, like more of that RPG feel." I'm like, "They did that." And they just didn't keep going. And I don't know why, because those Pokemon spinoff series with Pokemon Coliseum Exegale Darkness was definitely like a more of a taste into that. Like you had the personality with the character. You had the, the quests. There were side quests that you can find, discover. You're not trying to catch all the Pokemon. You have a mission to complete and you're going to do that like that. <laughs> and there's and there's like your character is special in his in, in his own way like other people can do what he kind of does what he does but not in the same fashion 
Couldn't like, he like steal Pokemon from other people's roster or something? Yeah, that was his power. Yeah, it was great. He was just he was just a thief. Was his well, power? Because he was a part. He he was not. Not only was he a thief, Casey. He was the best. Like he was a part of the group that stole Pokemon, and he was their best like representative of that group. But then the story starts off with you coming to the headquarters, blowing a hole in the side of it, taking the machine that allows them to even steal Pokemon. So they can't do that anymore. <laughs> and then you just ride off on your motorcycle going through the desert like, yeah, bitch, that's me. That's what I do. <laughs> and then you just go ahead and tear down the organization one leader at a time. I'm like, this was <laughs> this was great. But yeah, I don't know, I'm. <laughs> I'm just going to assume that that game is not anywhere near as cool as Ash remembers it. <laughs> He's wrong. Because Ash just described it as like the coolest, the coolest shit in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It was cool. <laughs> but um, all right. Well, we'll uh, move off of the Pokemon talk. It was a very lengthy conversation as I expected it to be. <laughs> uh, and we'll, we'll try and get through this whole Warner Bros. Discovery merger, which is another big topic because a lot has been going on here. Uh, like probably the biggest news out of this, all this Warner Bros. stuff is that Batgirl, which is a nearly completed movie from Warner Bros., um, was essentially shelved. Like uh, they decided to take the tax write-off of via post-merger. Apparently there are certain projects that they're allowed to say, all right, well, it doesn't fit in our vision. We're going to shelve it. We will not make any money off of this, and then it can write off um, like the taxes. Yeah, yeah, the total cost that hasn't been spent yet, and basically recoup that in taxes. Yep. So that's what they chose to do with Batgirl, as well as Scoob, um, a holiday special yeah, or something. Um, and there are probably more projects um, that are not any that are not completed that might not see the light of day in in the hopes of them recouping and saving money after this big merger. Uh, a lot of animated animated stuff, uh, a lot of scripted stuff. Apparently, might be on the chopping block from HBO Max specifically. Um, so, I'm just curious, what are you guys' thoughts about um, sort of these decisions? And we'll start with the DC stuff. And maybe we can like pivot off into some of the other things that it might be affecting. Yeah, Jeff was talking about some of that stuff earlier. Some of the characters when I was reading, I'm like, yeah, a lot of that is definitely because I because I was reading a lot of the financial side more than anything like. Mm-hmm. how much are they yeah, saving that's a big part of like why this is even going on yeah because as it seems right here and i'm when i'm reading it's uh streaming losses are expected to peak this year and the business to post about 1 billion in positive ebitda by 2025 when the combined company expects to have 40 million more subscribers meaning about 130 which still puts them what number two or three behind netflix mm-hmm. something like that as Netflix has over what yeah, close to 200 million, yeah, 200, I think 200 million was around the number. Yeah, la- I last heard for Netflix. Yeah, because we had this discussion last time about like Netflix mm-hmm. having the most subscribers at one point and something like that. So, but uh, gross debt was like 53 billion, uh, mostly long term. So the company's looking to cut at least three billion in costs and to expect the process underway. So yeah. They're they're cutting quite a bit with the merger, with everything. Mm-hmm. So, it's um, and of course I remember when AT and T first split from yes from that was to say if AT and T wanted to save money because they didn't want to get into that because AT and T was already losing money, right? So they split from that and they're like, well. If they combine, if they would have done this a little earlier, the numbers would have been a bit better, I guess. But 
Yeah, when when I look when when I look at stuff like this, I'm like, man. So how does it work for the shareholders? And then I'm like, well, when I looked at the number long term, when they were talking about like, well, yeah, now you're gonna have to because if they didn't do this, there'd have probably been more significant losses if they didn't get this comp uh, uh, merger off. So, you know, but long term it will be better for them though, down the line. So they like in terms of saving money though yeah like you when you say better for them well saving money but also possibly could give them a chance to put out a better product because they've been behind the eight ball you see what i'm saying is they're trying to are you are you talking about the like discovery specifically or hbo max or like some combination or them, them together no, them together you know what i mean because uh-huh. uh, let's be honest everybody's trying to catch marvel and what marvel's been doing and of course you also have mm-hmm. disney plus what disney plus has been doing with their stuff uh-huh so it's more like they're everybody's trying to catch that type of model where whatever they're putting out, they can put on their own streaming service that they can make. Well, I should say they're just trying to catch up with those two. They're models right. trying to have positive cash flow. You know what I mean? So because. But that's I think that's a lot of like because I, I just I, I posted it in um, our movies and TV discord. But uh an article from Darren Moody from The Escapist. He just wrote this really interesting piece about the the streaming bubble bursting. Yes. And like from the beginning, it's always been kind of a mystery, like how much money are these companies making? Like, yeah, like does this model actually work? Because they get valued super high via like the stock market. Right. And like maybe they're borrowing against, you know, their share price in order to continue to fund these projects to like keep their... Uh, subscriber base growing which then feeds their uh, stock price mm-hmm. but like are they actually making any money no one really seems to know right because see and, like it's because see when you make money that way when you when you talk about shares they have to mm-hmm. give out more shares in order to have more investors you see what i'm saying when it comes on that part so they have mm-hmm. to distribute more shares now if they are become profitable after a while i don't know if you guys hear this every time in the stock market you hear about buyback where a lot of companies will buy back their shares, which will drive up the share cost. Right. Because you know what I mean? Want, they want to own more of the company because the company is profitable. You know, so the more profitable you get, the more you are able to put less shares out there. So it drives up the price. So now, but in, even in order to get to that stage, you got to have some type of base somewhere to start from. So if they're cleaning out all these, um, you know, they're shelving all these movies and whatnot, there's a chance that they can restart it once they have a better line of sight. There's a possibility of that. You know what I mean? But as of right now, like, yes. And we talked about this even way before. People are cutting cable because they want to pick certain programs to watch. But what happens if you have 15 programs and it all costs the same amount as cable? Like, you see what I'm saying? So you're not back where you started from right so So, and i I think that's a lot of what has added to the bubble like like netflix caught on to something very early Mm -hmm. like the streaming thing the convenience of it the quality of content on it that made it so desirable that pretty much everybody uh, across the world wanted to have access to netflix or at least borrow a password from somebody who had netflix right and when everyone else decided to jump on that bandwagon i think they all learned that unless you were super big, you couldn't fudge the numbers and actually make it work. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think, like, it's, it's starting to come to light that 
that the streaming model is sort of runs like a pyramid scheme <laughs> where like it, it looks so successful based on all the accolades and like the subscriber numbers that they get to spend money that they don't actually recoup from the spending. And so like the other bigger companies that have wallets that can support that, like Disney, mm-hmm. can right. jump into it and, and take a big piece. But then um, HBO, which, you know, is a big brand over here, like Lampy's mentioning in the chat, HBO is not big worldwide. Right. I don't think HBO Max even existed outside of America for the large part. Like that's not a big enough audience to sustain that. They needed a merger right. with someone like Discovery who probably, um, you know, despite being a bigger brand, also isn't big enough to support to support just a lone streaming service. They're like, all right, let's band together and try to become a bigger thing to get a bigger piece. Mm-hmm. But now they're seeing how expensive it is. They're like, all right, we got to make some concessions in order to actually make this work. But like, I think the the actual reality is that it doesn't work. Like. I don't think companies can make money off of streaming. Like they can, well, they can gain market share, like they can gain, um, you know, prestige and accolades. But I don't think they actually make money. Like they, they can save money, like when they're moving off of like you know traditional media, like uh, you know buying out movie theater contracts and stuff, and all the marketing that comes with that. Right. But like in terms of like paying two hundred million dollars exempt for like a Marvel movie and then putting out a streaming service, you're not recouping that based on just subscribers. Yeah. And you got to remember, like they. They had a falling out with AT&T earlier, way earlier this year or last year when they were bringing movies straight to HBO Max day one. Yes. As yeah. opposed to in theaters. Now, it was pandemic stuff. People weren't in the movie theaters as much, but you weren't making back any money. We saw Disney did, the, well, did something similar, but they were like charging you 30 bucks for yeah. that day one yeah. thing. And then, you know, then whatever. Then you owned it after that. But... Like, at least they were recouping some of that money. Or you could go to the theater and see it. Like, it, it had two. I think them, they thought bringing stuff straight to there would drive up, which I'm sure it did, drive up the subscription numbers. But then I'm sure now they're starting to die down. Something we saw with Netflix during the pandemic. Yeah, they peaked out. And now they're seeing, like, a drop from that. And they're not going to hold that subscription. People are getting out now. People aren't in the house mm-hmm. yeah. anymore. So... Like I think all of the big streaming services had uh, stock prices drop mm-hmm. recently. Yeah, because- Disney's been dropping and- quite a bit for a while since um, since after after the pandemic. I think Disney is sitting just at a hundred dollars per share. At one point, I think Disney was sitting almost at a one fifty, one sixty. So it was it was something up there during the pandemic, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But you know, like you said, like the cost model. Um, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't Disney own like, like a, a little package deal or something like that? Well, you get who's yeah. on with yeah. ESPN and, and Disney right. Plus. Right. Or- right. So like you're going to start seeing probably some of the bigger companies probably eat up if it gets too deep, like the merger that you've seen here. I mean, it's not impossible. But obviously, Disney can ride out certain things because of because what they, they already, already have. They already exactly. have, yeah. They already have um, the base there already. So it's, yeah. So I, I, like, I don't know how it's gonna work for them down the line. Even though they're saying twenty twenty five, they should be profitable. But just and and Netflix is the same thing. How well is Netflix model gonna? Because you still gotta pay people in order to create stuff. Right, and they, they just lost a thing, so- <laughs> uh, a case against the, the Writers Guild of America where like they were holding out uh, on paying like a bunch of writers for uh, a, a scripted series. So what was that, like f- uh, $45 million that they had to pay out to the Writers Guild of America or something like that? 
So, like, clearly Netflix is also trying to find ways to save money or not spend money. Like, Netflix is looking, uh, we've heard recently, like, they're looking to cut de- cut uh, a bunch of shows that, um, a bunch of animated shows, I think, because animation tends to have very high budgets uh, and, yep. and versus, like, you know, uh, unscripted stuff like reality shows. And we're seeing a lot more reality shows on Netflix recently as well because those are cheap to make, right? Uh, that seems to be where uh, Warner Discovery is looking to try and recoup some money as well and doing unscripted stuff and slowing down on, like, you know, actual, you know, writers. But, like, that is kind of the entire appeal of HBO Max is 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 having, like, these very prestige television shows like Game of Thrones, like The Sopranos, like uh, Barry, like I was just talking about earlier. So, like, I'm, I'm really wondering, like, if... If they are going to do all these cost-cutting measures, and we'll, and we'll get to like the you know their streamlined DC plan in a second, mm-hmm. but like like they want to basically cut out a lot of what they consider fat in terms of just high production cost television, and just slim things down so that they can make more money. What does that look like in terms of content or you know TV and movies that we get as a result? Because to me, that just reads as reality shows and game shows and stuff that just doesn't require like writers and special effects and actors etc i think i think you and lempy said it right the problem that's going to hamstring them is that they're not worldwide like disney's worldwide you see what i'm saying like a lot of but, the, but discovery is like lampy was saying right. so like, but, that, but, that's supposed to get their foot i guess right but like a bigger audience by the end of the month they're supposed to be merged together the two right. discovery and hbo max yeah, like, I'm, I'm assuming that name's going to change, too. Like, Yeah, it's a positive. Maybe it'll be like Discovery Max. Yeah, Discovery or Max or something like that. Discovery yeah. is like the more yeah. popular but, brand. But yeah, if you're not like H... The thing is, like you said, like a lot of HBO stuff is known statewide versus worldwide. You're trying to collect that worldwide revenue as well to add to your state side. Like, of course, Netflix is worldwide. You know what I mean? A lot of people know about Disney, the Marvel movies worldwide. HBO isn't really worldwide, like y'all was saying earlier. So how do you capture that worldwide audience when you when you merge with Discovery? Yes. But now the content that you put out, yes, you, you're going to have your DC movies and whatnot that you want to have. It's like Marvel worldwide. But how much content now are you going to have to put out where you're trying to capture that worldwide audience? Are you going to start having... um? Uh, like indie films, Sundance films, like stuff like that, like certain Netflix, like like that. You see what yeah, I'm saying? That, but does that appeal to a worldwide audience? Like, it, like it's even in the name. Like an indie film isn't gonna do big box office numbers. What is is a is a freaking Superman movie, a right. Batman movie, right? Now, but what's gonna happen is though they're not they're trying to get away from doing those movies straight to HBO Max. I think one of the things was it was H. Batgirl was supposed to come out in theaters. They pivoted that to come out. Well, no, I think that was supposed to come out straight to. No, HBO originally Max. it was supposed to come out in theaters, and then they pivoted early on to HBO Max mm-hmm. because they lost a lot of right. The first, I think, the first person who was supposed to do was Josh Whedon in 2018 was working on the Batgirl uh, script. Damn, that's a they could, ago. yeah, they couldn't come up with a script that they felt like could work. Eventually, they did, and. Or something I for, I forgot was the two directors from Miss um, Marvel are actually working on the Batgirl movie, mm-hmm. um, which they just came off of doing something on Disney Plus. Um, the 
the CEO of Discovery and HBO Max now said he doesn't want to put out a movie that's not going to that's only going to make a quarter, meaning he wants the full dollar. If he's going to put something out, he wants something out that's going to be big on the return. Um, mm-hmm. And also that, that he doesn't see the economy working to putting a movie straight to um, HBO Max. But I think that was specifically because of the cost. Right. And, like, and the payback. Like Batgirl started to, it started to cost a lot more than I think they planned for it to. And was like, all right, if, if this, at this cost goes to a streaming service we will not recoup the the money that it took and then for them to then put more money into it no, to then meant, put it in theaters he meant in would general. have also been a bad idea he meant in general so his topic is in general he doesn't see okay. the benefit of putting a a movie straight to hbo max like that um so like just any movie period going forward a supergirl might be i mean supergirl might be on the chopping block you had the uh um, even some of the big budget TV shows that were rumored to come out, like uh, the Green Lantern one, that might be on the chopping block. That was that was an animated thing, right? No, it was going to no? be live action. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that, that. was going to be live action. <laughs> HBO Max was going to have the Green Lantern um, series coming out on there. Um, you had Supergirl movie that was supposed to be coming out after she showed up on The Flash. Um, I think the biggest thing is... When anyone new takes over, like if I go into a place and it's a mess, my first thing is me changing the things I don't think works, right? Mm-hmm. And him taking a chance to try to recoup some money, I don't think he came off the best way with the way he did it. Maybe saying he needed a little bit more time in the oven as opposed to the way he handled it probably would have smoothed things over. And also nowadays, we don't know how many movies got canceled in years before. It's just now that everything is so widely known and social media is so prominent, it's hard to do something like that and not everyone know about it. You know what I'm saying? Like Home well, Alone. I think, I think this particular situation is an outlier though. Like, cause this, this was a nearly, like they only had like a couple post-production things to do. Like all the actor work was done. All the shooting was done. Right. They had all the film. No, we've seen that before. So like, uh, Home Alone almost got canceled. It was almost done. They wind up canceling the production. The people were cleaning up to leave. And they weren't going to finish the movie. Another studio, the guy actually wanted to get another studio to pick it up. And he was able to finish the editing and stuff like that. And then put the movie out on a credit. But that was also weird then. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it happens more so than we think. The difference is with the DC being in, number one, it just got taken over by a new CEO. I don't think that was handled the best way either. Like, I don't think that was, how do we get so far into a movie and not think it's ready for what we originally were going to do with it to begin with? You know what I'm saying? But that, I think that's I think that's the thing. Like I don't think like they're saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the reason they shelved it. Like, think I think it's just purely taking, monetary. Taking yeah. Okay. Exactly. Like it's it's a purely monetary decision based on the fact that they had the opportunity to shelve it and recoup cost from the tax stuff after the merger. Like that's that was what was in uh, Darren's article that really opened my eyes to like, oh wow, yeah, I guess because that's what that's what exactly what I was thinking. It was like, oh, this movie must not have been good. Mm-hmm. Like it must have been really bad. They didn't want to put it out there and then like further muddy the the dceu's right. ecosystem or whatever i don't think that's like i don't i no longer think that's the case i think it's a it's a purely financial decision that really screws over a lot of people who work really hard on a project yeah but like i said but the also, directors who did miss marvel they did some really good work on miss marvel like i don't see yeah just being completely night and day where okay now we went to do and it's almost the same story you know what i'm saying a coming of age story of a, a, a teenage girl or whatever who's trying to you know copy the superhero that she kind of 
has come to you know see as an idol, Miss Marvel mm-hmm. for Captain Marvel, Batgirl for Batman. We don't. I mean, obviously there has to be a Batman in that universe because Michael Keaton. There was Michael Keaton. Yeah. Was, was in the movie. So I, I don't know. I just think it's very too much of similar of a story for it not to have worked for Batgirl. I mean, I mean I, they, they've already done it. I mean, I look at it like this, and I, and I and I'm gonna say Disney as a as a model because. They have all their major movies come out in theaters and then they have all the lesser stuff on Disney Plus per se. So it kind of everything kind of like has a matching tune to it. Like, hey, you've watched the major this. Now we're going to have the whole fillers on Disney Plus. They have the funds to do that. You see what I'm saying? So like would a would Batgirl make that much money out in the theaters? Who knows? Like, Like I said, I don't know. But I'm just saying, if you look at, and this is why I say I look at Disney the way how Disney is. Like, Lampy's saying a lot of good stuff here in the chat. Um, but, like, when you look at the model that Disney has already put forward with, you know, okay, you have your phases, and then you have all your lesser shows on streaming. So the timeline looks fluid. You see what I'm saying? So no, what I mean for that is more so, if you see Miss Marvel, it, let's just say it's a standalone thing, has no connection to anything else. If you just watch it as its own self, it was very well written. The VFX was, you know, was good for, for the most part. And the story was cohesive, had great characters, you know, um, in itself without being connected to the MCU because it, didn't, it was a very good show. And for them coming off the cusp of doing that, I don't see them doing the opposite with Batgirl. I think it's kind of similar mm-hmm. to what you said to where they spent a nine, $90 million on this movie already. They would have had to recoup significantly to get the, I mean, they would have had to, you know, have a great box office debut in order to recoup. Right. That. So, so and, and they would have to that, spend more money right. to put it in theaters. So, right. You gotta, you gotta pay for like the advertising and the right. You know, the deals with the movie theaters or whatever else is left. Right. So, you know, now you start thinking, would it really been of? Because with all the superhero movies that's been coming out, this is and that. Now you put that up against what's been coming out. Do you think that it would have grossed? I'm just saying in the minds yeah, of when they. You know, do you really think that this movie would have grossed high enough, just like the rest of these superhero movies, for it to for you to recoup this cost? And more than likely, they're like, no, nope, no, nope, it ain't gonna do. Mm-mm. That's probably pound for penny. You're thinking like, okay, if even if any of the people of us here, if you're saying a DC movie's coming out, right? Are you more? Do you think it's more likely to be bad, or do you think it's more likely to be good? Marvel has more that more likely op- to be bad, right? Marvel has the opposite <laughs> yeah. on their side where. That you think it's more likely to be good, so even that opening weekend is going to be phenomenal. Even if it drops off, it's going to be a very good opening weekend. If it's bad, it's it's going to drop off. But with Batgirl, it might even have just an average opening weekend because people have the preconception in their mind that oh, it's DC, it's not going to be good, right? It might pick up after word gets out that it's really good, like we see with Joker. People went to see that just because of the Joker name, not really because it was mm-hmm. DC and it had no connection to the DCEU. They're like, oh, okay, Joaquin Phoenix is doing that. Once word got out, that was really good. People were it, like, it just kept. It was like number one in the box office for like, I don't know how many weeks. So I just think they didn't have enough faith in that Batgirl could carry those box office numbers. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so through. either. Yeah, yeah no, so, no. While it's sad that they put all that time and then doing that movie that is pretty much them just using it to get some of that, get that money back as a tax write off. Cause that's all mm-hmm. it is. Like you said, it's just, you know, yeah. whether it was good or bad, I don't think it's going to be, you know, over the moon good 
that she can carry her own movie in theaters that we can get back that cash that we're putting out. But I would think 90 million, they would at least be able to recoup if it was released or 100 million if it was released worldwide. Like, but how much more would it have cost for, like you said, advertising? Yeah, like Lampy's given us uh, a little bit of insight into maybe how much more it would have cost for them to do like a movie release. They said a rule of thumb for a movie like that is to take the amount of the movie costs, the movie cost to make and make that the marketing budget. So it'd be another 98 million to advertise it. Right. And with no VXFX being done, that could be another 10 uh, five to ten million, and two to three for localization in those other countries that it gets sent out. Right, and then on top of that, like I said, is Batgirl really known worldwide? Because I think, I mean, I think Batgirl. Yeah, is, I think just yes. because of the bat is but the name. It's, it's, but it's yeah, coming. like I think I, th- I do think that's enough. Like Batgirl could carry, you know, the curiosity of like a, a worldwide fan base that is familiar, very familiar with Batman. It's just that the the amount of money it costs just wasn't. Like their books weren't adding up based on the fact that they need to recoup a lot of money following this right. merger. Mm-hmm. Because I think, like like you were saying earlier, like they have plans to take it worldwide. Like it, neither HBO nor Discovery have a platform that operates worldwide. Right. That's what they want to do next. That's what the purpose of the merger is. And they kind of need money to do that. Right. And like a lot of the money was spent, I guess, getting the merger done to right. in the first place. So yeah. you're going to have to cut in order to. To, for that to pay exactly and right. then like i said you know try to yeah, so streamline they're, they're in their waist now just to try and just yeah. the numbers here the rise of Gru made 329 million dollars <laughs> why why did you tell me these just, rise of Gru just because of <laughs> just so you know but also because uh how i don't know how an animated movie is making that much and also not a, a movie that uh, a lot of people like KC don't find to be as appealing as, as you know, as you think it would. But even mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder, which people say was the worst Thor movie, because of that, the initial burst to it, $310 million. Yeah, but that's Thor. Right. But also, I think it, it could do the... Where Thor started out really big, those opening weekends, once it, people kind of stopped, you know, the word came out, critics' reviews came out, it kind of slowly started to die down. Like... Um, I think the opposite effect would be had if the movie was, you know, not maybe such a uh, a popular character, but if the movie came out and it was so good, you would start to see those weekend numbers, those numbers go up, like go up, like right, like, like word, of mouth word of mouth, exactly. Uh, but I mean, like I, said, I mean, you, you do have I, movies that, that has happened too. Just in, uh, yeah, movies that people thought. You know, oh, you know, but then once it started picking up steam, yeah, there've been a, quite a few movies that's been that's ha- that it has <laughs> happened too. Low budget films that have turned into billions of dollars out of nowhere just because all of a sudden it picked up steam. Right. Um, but yeah, but I mean, you yeah, you can't plan for those. Those are like kind of right. powder keg, like right? A, a Quiet Place, for example, like had a shoestring budget, very indie, John Krasinski's first thing, all of a sudden now it's a franchise. Right. right. I mean Squid Game is a that no, that was yeah. that, that picked up pretty hot and heavy out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So but yeah, just but now what like we were saying, once you start getting into the the superhero genre and everything, just like because of how Marvel started it. Right, you know, that's like that's what he's looking at. He's thinking, oh, yeah, he's yeah, he's looking at Marvel money. You know, money, right? Well, it right. took it took Marvel some time to make stop making that money. Like you have to understand that you can't just fast forward. There's some things you can skip with with such well known characters that DC has, 
that you can skip certain spots, but you can't skip whole phases and all of a sudden end up at the end of that. You've got two movies and all of a sudden you're at the end of that phase, right? The, the Justice League movie was definitely dragged down by trying to introduce a bunch of characters mm-hmm. while also telling the Justice League story. It was just too mm-hmm. much we were trying to do. Even if Jack Sny- uh, Zack Snyder would have made a normal movie, it would not have been good because of everything he was trying to tell. That four-hour movie was okay because he had four hours to flesh out everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. we have to think about that. Like You have to take these steps. You make these established single movies, solo movies, or you have some crossovers, whatever, right? Eventually, you build to that big, big, big event. Like, I think everything knows that. Like, even with, like, the freaking Arrowverse, they'll have their episodes leading up to the big crossover event, right? And mm-hmm. then you get the crossover event, right? You don't just have one or two episodes and then end up at this crossover event. There's so much in between you have to explain. Like, you wanted people to right. like Cyborg, but we didn't know. Really, if you were new, you didn't know who Cyborg was, right? Barry Allen, like, you know. Well, I, I think yeah, that... That specifically was of the fault of like a lot of editing, cause like that, cause that who was it? Uh, Josh Whedon. Jo- yeah, Josh Whedon that they brought in to like recut Zack Snyder's version. So right. like, yeah, a lot of stuff apparently was there was a lot of stuff on the uh, with him as far as like the way he treated the actors and stuff like that. Ooh, yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of the stuff bogging that down. I just think that even if that movie, even if all that stuff didn't exist, I don't think it would have been a fantastic movie, if because there were so many pieces missing before that you know what i'm saying like wonder woman had a solo nope this was before her solo no she showed up in batman versus superman yeah she showed up in batman versus right. superman first but we solo movie for wonder woman solo movie which, that did, which that did pretty good by the way both it of did. them actually yeah both of really them actually good. did both of yeah. them actually did pretty decent for um for bringing in for dc yeah now so. the thing was like we get in a flash movie how long after the justice league movie <laughs> we got two justice league movies and now we're getting a flash movie if we're gonna but get the thing that, is but the thing is, are we getting a flash? That's movie? the question. Because yeah. right, they might <laughs> like, be too far into that too. But like at this point, I feel like you just need to pick the best parts of the DCEU, roll in the new characters, establish them. Obviously, and he one thing I like that he did say was, how do you have the most recognizable superhero out of all comics, and you don't? He doesn't have a movie, right? Superman. I mean, like, of, course, does, of course, you would like. That I do. Of course, though. I do. Why wouldn't I like? <laughs> like <laughs> it does make sense. Can you imagine, like, I don't know. Uh, well, Iron Man was very obtuse, so I can't say the most, you know, recognizable. Yeah, like Iron Marvel Man got character, big right? after yeah. right. his But you have really. Thor. I mean, you have uh, uh, probably the Hulk. would probably be the biggest Hulk. The Hulk, had a, few, the the Hulk had a few movies before. Right. He did. Yeah. They, weren't, they weren't great. They, they weren't great. great. <laughs> All right. But, but you knew about the Hulk, though. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. It was just the premise Fair of the, the Hulk. And like Lampy said, like um, before even Marvel got off, it failed quite a few times because everybody knows about Blade. Blade right. literally cemented the, the trilogy itself, literally helped cemented in certain areas. Now it's when you say these, what, what comes to mind, I thought uh, Keanu Reeves playing Constantine. Like Constantine would have been, if you're able to get. Uh, it's uh, him. all classic now, but when it came out, people didn't love it either. Yeah, I don't. I don't think right. Uh, it didn't do great at the enough. box office, but, <laughs> but, it, but if you go back and watch it now, it's such a a cult class that people love it now. They're calling for him to return as Constantine. Right. So if you put him and Constantine <laughs> in, but D, you see what I'm saying now? Right. Like, yeah. right. So, right. but but it's like I, I get exactly what you're saying. Like that's 
that's chasing that multiverse and that nostalgia, which is everything that Marvel is eating off of right now. DC hasn't earned that yet. Like, that's yes, right. they have like, yeah, yeah, you know, movies right. here, there, whatever. Yeah. The way you like, start is giving the fans what they want. I think Marvel does a great job of giving the fans stuff that they want and things that they didn't know they want. You know what I'm saying? Like the crossovers, you know, um, the stuff that shows up in the movie, the little Easter eggs, like all that stuff kind of goes together. Like you give the, like, I think Star Wars, right? We saw Cad Bane pop up, right? I didn't know I wanted that. Well, when I saw it, I instantly knew it's something that I was needed. Like, okay, yes, I ain't seen Cabane since the since the Clone Wars, right? Like, oh my god, like ah, like it's just <laughs> they do a great <laughs> they do a great job of giving the fans. Oh my god, want. it's Cabane. <laughs> but, but that's also the pla- like, I can't believe, I can't believe it. It's but, Cabane. <laughs> like we said too, that's also the platform that we're talking about. Like you have your major movies, and then on the streaming service, you have the lesser stuff where you can put out, but you have the budget to do that. Right. So if the so if HBO Max, well, let's just call it Discovery Max, is going to start doing that, they're going to fire have going to have to find a way to have investors or 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 um, be able to make some money somehow in order to do that type of leveling. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He said so, he and, wants like a Kevin Feige figure to run it the same way. Well, yeah, it's right. Yeah, exactly. so successful is the same is is great. There's you you still need the tools to do that. Just saying you're going to do that isn't yes. actually doing that as well. You like oh, there's a ten year plan. There's been a ten year plan for DC every couple years. So and that, and that's the <laughs> thing. Like same thing with the comics that I'm seeing the instance the issues with the comics. If you're going to do something, stick with that. Just improve it as you go on, right? Nobody, Thor was probably considered probably the weakest movies to most people in the beginning. But as it got on, they started to change up the formula. It became more commercially successful. You know what I'm saying? Where people started mm-hmm. the humor, they started getting into it. You just need to stick with something and then approve upon it. And then you can use things so- like mechanics to change the things you don't want obviously you know time travel you know uh multiverses you can change things There's a I mean, that, that, that's what stuff gets because that's where marvel is now they're now kind of in the weeds right. with all their like multiverse and like spider-man worked like they went and they went in the tunnel they got all the nostalgia bait you know tony <laughs> mcguire andrew garfield like it worked like I, I was excited about that too right but like how many more times are they going to go in that well like they have professor x uh, Patrick Stewart's Professor X show up in you know Doctor Strange. Right. I just watched it was that like yesterday. that was a, that was a little less Luke. You know that was a less exciting thing. So when like they how many more in times? The trailer, I think that was probably very exciting. Like that got me hyped. Like oh, but then God. when you actually saw it, it was like all right, this isn't. That's because like I that. knew it was going to be that there. great. Yeah, I, I never saw it in a trailer. Either. Come and on, now we we all knew what was going to happen in I, that Spider Man movie yeah. as well. Uh, they were hands, <laughs> oh, that's they weren't sure. Confirmation is important. But what I really want to ask though is. Um, knowing, like knowing, kind of what the DCEU is right now, like with kind of all of its mishmashy characters mm-hmm. and like weird continuity and stuff, continuity and stuff. If they do say like, all right, well, let's just cut it here. We'll put all that in the trash. We'll start fresh, and we will try and copy what Marvel did twenty years ago now. And and from that point forward, you got you know new characters for all the you know, new actors for all the characters going forward. And then maybe after a decade or another 15 years, they start to seed in some of that old nostalgia. Like, oh, yeah, Henry Cavill was Superman before, and now we get to see him again. Like, is that something you want? Or or are you still holding on to some of what is existing now and trying to make that work? I think some of the actors that they have as... I don't think the actors are the issue. 
is my thing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with think that. the actors are the. It's, I think it's, it's the writing. Story, storytelling. Yeah, yeah it's the right. main part. I think it's the storytelling. I think it's the timing of it, and I think they. You get too many directors who want to change the mold without honoring the mold that existed. If that makes sense, I think we mm. saw that with Halo, where you know how you mess up where we had these directors doing Halo while they never, they didn't know anything about Halo. They didn't do anything, they didn't read the books, they didn't know anything about the games really. They just knew the basic stuff. And what they did was they changed it completely to fit their vision, right? You can't, mm -hmm. there's certain liberties you can take. Why do you think James Gunn takes such obtuse characters from Marvel and DC and use those? Because there's not so much back history on them. There's not a lot of, mm -hmm. uh, there's not there's, like you could do so much without people having yeah he's more free it. to right. try and experiment and and put his vision on top of yes. them because I mean have a lot of the public, example uh, what y'all are saying is a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is is exactly is a Prime nice yeah. is a good mixture of how they mixed that into everything else yeah. um but DC does have a variety of a lot of areas they can choose from they just got to yeah. do it right if I'm being honest with you I think DC has the best catalog compared to marvel as far as like you know you have your magic characters i think the the darker version of it you have like the you know lucifer morning stars you have like we see the sandman they have such a big catalog of characters that aren't well known to most people that they could use like the question the guy with like no face right like mm -hmm. we know all these characters well not there's characters that they can use to do these things you saw that with uh blood sport from freaking and um and the Suicide Squad, like I didn't know much about him either. I knew very little. So when I saw him, mm. I'm like, oh my god! Now I see it. It was just Elba as him. I can't see anybody else as him now. I'm like, okay, that's the character. That was a character they could run with, right? I feel like Superman. I mean, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot. Um, while Ben Affleck wasn't my first choice, I didn't mind seeing him as yeah, I don't an think older bat. Right. I think the actors did a great job. Better than, uh, better than Christian Bale, anyway. Correct. I don't know. Uh, different. I don't know. But um, <laughs> I feel like they could keep the same actors, right? The stuff happened in the past. Let's just not ignore. We had a Justice League, right? But let's move forward. What we do going forward is what we do going forward, right? Put out quality movies with the universe we already have. You, if Black Adam does well, it could be a Justice League versus the Black Adam or something happens, or you know what I'm saying? Now they can start to do those things. Yes. Like, I, something great, I think... Uh, the Into the Spider-Verse movie does. Like, it makes fun of all the origin stories. Like, oh, one more time, right? One more time, mm -hmm. right? One more time. Because we, they, we, they, made, they acknowledge that there's been so many origin stories told before, right? Just acknowledge that you had these movies. Clean up your continuity going forward. Unless, you know, come but on a straight path. It, isn't that what uh, Flashpoint was supposed to do, though? But we don't know. They didn't have anything at the SDCC. They didn't have anything before that said, hey, it was rumors <laughs> that it's supposed to clean it up, but it wasn't like, hey, after Flashpoint, we're going to have all this stuff going on. We're going to tell a Flashpoint. They, Flashpoint is probably one of the best written, one of the best written DC arcs in comics. Comics, period, right? They mm. could have done a, a, a Flashpoint Paradox arc. Have you seen the movie, The, the Flashpoint Paradox? The animated one. Yes, yeah. right. So they could have told the story live action in that different world. And when Barry came back from the Flashpoint Paradox, right, things were different. That's how the New mm -hmm. 52 came about because of what right. happened with the Flashpoint Paradox. So you have those instruments that you can use. Yes, they can be a little cheap, but 
we use them, we move on, we acknowledge that they were cheap, maybe make fun of it a little bit, and then we go for it, right? And now we can start to get everything on an hour. I think hitting the reset button does more harm than good, in my in my opinion, on the yeah. characters. But like what Lampy said too, and I was looking, I was like, yeah, that, that does make sense with the selling off of some of these characters too, but now people That's are looking true. for but now people are looking forward to seeing what they do at Fantastic Four. Right. Like like at the at the end of Silver Surfer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like uh, how are they going to mold Fantastic Four into, you know, because like I said, I remember when I saw Silver Surfer, I'm like, is that Galactus? I mean, is are we gonna see like something right. after that? And nothing ever came after that. I'm like, how um, do you like <laughs> how do you like just not do that? That that's just bad. Well, like, the, the Galactus yeah. they made wasn't even Galactus. It was like some type of storm or something. Like it looked super it a, janky. Yeah. Well, yeah, well I, cloud. Right. I, I'm just I'm just using that as an example of like you do something like that, and then right. there's no follow up like ever until like unless somebody else. Well, the, I mean, the movie the movie was bad. Yeah. Like that's that's you what know. dictates that sort of thing. Like if well, get like, better. You don't get to keep making movies if. You know, your first or second attempt in that case. But the thing is, is they kept making good. movies, though. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, okay, the first Fantastic Four wasn't good, right? No, but if you're going to continue to commit to that path, just commit on getting better. I think the biggest difference to me is between DC and Marvel is you do have somebody like Kevin Feige who's not only trying to make money, but he is a historian on a lot of the stuff that's being put out, right? You have, um, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Oh. My, my, my brain just had a fart. Um, the guy who directs a lot of the Marvel stuff, D- Dave Filoni, right? These people are uh-huh. historians. They are fans of this stuff. So the stuff that they're doing is they're doing it as fans, but also to make money. I think DC is just trying to do the things to make the money without having the yeah, other that, part that's of what it. it seems. But the thing is, like, you... And we, we, ha- we had to talk about this uh, in our uh, uh, comics Discord, I think. Mm-hmm. You know Warner Brothers has people on their payroll Mm -hmm. who give a damn about DC history, who know how to write characters and stories uh, for all of these DC people. They are all on their animation team. Like, they've been doing it for years. Batman the Animated Series is probably the best cartoon ever made. Like, it's it's probably, like, the number one best cartoon series ever made, point blank, period. Batman the Animated Series. And I was talking about what, Tim Drake, right? I think his name, right? Tim Drake, if I remember correctly. As, wait, what? What's his name? <laughs> who did the Batman animated series? The writer. Oh, who did it? The writer. Oh, oh, crap. I think it was Tim Drake. Isn't Tim Drake the name of Robin? I'm sorry. Maybe the first name. That's, what, that's why I was confused. I was like, <laughs> yeah, like that, that, that's what broke my brain a little bit. Uh, yeah, look that up real fast because I, I actually don't remember the, the actual writer. But the thing is, like, these are the same teams, or at least the some of the underlings from those teams have continued to work for WB for like shows after that, like the Justice League, Batman Beyond, uh, Justice League Unlimited, Young Justice. Like they still have these people making these animated movies, making these animated series, who write incredible TV. It's right. just all on the animation side. Like why isn't any of those people basically being pulled up to have that uh, Dave Filoni, Kevin right. Feige role. Exactly. Right? Like, do, it doesn't I'm make sorry. any sense to me like why they keep looking Bruce Tim outside. That's where I got confused, but Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Tim. Yeah. Okay. Um, I will say that I am excited for Static Shock because of that a lot of people from Milestone Comics are directly involved in that like, do project. We, do we know that that's safe, though? Because that's, that's, a, that's, a good that's another like kind of thing that's 
But I would like, think they what would, if they decide they it's not worth that it? as their you know I hate to sound this way, but as their black pan, I think you put Static out, there's no way Static doesn't sell. Especially if I mean if it's, it's good. I, if it's bad, I don't think it sells. I think the first weekend <laughs> like, I think gonna sell. First, the first weekend is gonna sell. <laughs> but if it's good, I, and uh, what we're talking about is a lot of people who were involved with the animated series or mm-hmm. uh, who were involved with the comic is involved in the actual um, movie. So, but if I remember mm-hmm. something correctly from the uh, documentary I watched, they're changing his origin um, in the current comic to where you know it wasn't the Big Bang during a gang fight. No, it's during you know a Black Lives Matter protest. Where something happened and, and there was an explosion and oh the uh, new comic yeah yeah so um, they're definitely updating characters which is another thing DC needs to do is update the characters um, I'm a big champion of that last epi- last season of Young Justice where we had so much character development just so much human in these characters these superheroes who were also humans who had to deal with everyday issues I think that is something that um, needs to be touched upon i think i mean that was one of the things that i did enjoy about man of steel was showing him as a kid showing some of the trials and tribulations he had to face as being different and growing up and and mm. still having like restraint right when he wrapped the guy's truck around the pole right after getting a bear thrown in his face like how many of us could walk away from something like that right where he had to choose to walk away from that and vent some other way right i those are the things that i enjoyed about it um and i think that's what they need to do is you Characters that worked in the 1960s the way they were written then don't work the same way today. And I think they need to be updated so that way they can be more um, relatable. Yeah, and and I think uh, when you were talking about static shot, like when I, as soon as you said, I'm like, well, you had Black Lightning, you had Luke Cage, you know, now you have static shot. And then when I think about on the other end, when you think about Black Panther and the type of aura that Black Panther brings, but also too, even with the even with the um, the new Black Panther, like you see the struggles and what you're talking about. The mm-hmm. um, because if you look at Civil War, it looks like this is what Black Panther Two is going to be about. Is like a some kind of misunderstanding somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're using that type of premise. You know when he, when you come to like I won't say real world, but Bro. I, I, I would say real world situation like stuff. Yeah, you know what right, I mean? Yeah. Misunderstandings. Oh, well, you know. Like it's it's a superhero movie, but it is it is saying something. It's commenting on current society. Like right. it's using right, the, yeah. the trappings of the fantastical to make a comment on the actual. Right. Which is, I think, most stories, especially ones that can deal with fantasy and stuff, uh, they tell, they, they kind of present that more uh, down-to-earth information in a very insightful way when you can, like, put it in a fantasy story or whatever. Right. And I think uh, we saw it in, once again, Milestone Comics, we saw that in their, in their writing where uh, Rocket was a superhero, teenage superhero who got pregnant, right? Who chose mm-hmm. to be a mother without giving her child up and continue being a superhero. Where in that time, that was a lot of things that was dealt with, you know, teen, teenage pregnancy, Right. Stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? There was a lot of different races and um, sexual, uh, sexual people with different sexual orientation writing characters. There was the first one of the first trans superheroes in Milestone Comics. Like there was a lot of that stuff going on, and I feel like bringing some real life stuff to Static is going to be very good. I, to me, there are people going to see you know Black Panther three and four times, right? There are people going to see it three and four times. I don't feel like, I feel like that same amount of energy will be kept for Static 
Um, and also, if it's good, it will help to appeal to a younger crowd who can relate to Static now. Um, yeah, like Stat- Static is a great character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like the the fervor from like uh, the comic community and specifically the, like the black nerd community would jump on that just like they did Black Panther. Right. Yeah. I was about to say if it's, it's good. Yeah, like if it's good. Like if it's like if it, if it's like pandering. If it's like right. you know badly done. Like I. I they're not going to support it just because, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's why I'm glad the writers and a lot of people who are involved with it early on are being involved in the film. I think that's very important. And also, you need someone who's going to help bring back a director sometimes. I feel like directors want to take so much liberty, and they want to put their stamp on things a lot of times. Like, once again, the Halo series. I think somebody mm-hmm. should have been there to bring them back. There's no way that the multiple people watched that for quality control and thought that was going to be a good show. Um I mean, part part of that might have been because there's like Halo belonged to Bungie. Bungie doesn't have Halo anymore. Like it's Microsoft's IP. Microsoft assigned a new studio to take care of it. So three four three aren't really like the original. Like there's of course some people from Bungie who are still with three four three, but like once again, it wasn't the people a fan who of probably Halo cared who the most it, right. about it. Like weren't probably there to like govern what happened. Like they didn't have the control necessary over it because like they weren't. Like no one has like full control over it, like Microsoft or Faceless Corporation does. Right. But I was also okay. I was gonna say I was also say too that um how they're taking a the direction of Deadpool, how Deadpool is now rated R. I know DC has some dark stories that they could possibly tell how mm-hmm. um they got out that conversation. Like, well, if Deadpool did this well for an R rated, what would it mean if we start getting into those other little functions of areas that people might want to see? Because it ain't like people people will see movies if it's a good well, movie, de- rated R or not. So yeah, jo- Joker was rated R. Right? Joker was rated yeah, R, yeah. Yeah. Because of certain situations. You know what I mean? Um so uh, there's a lot of premise on like we said, a situational deals, real life situations that could be put into these movies that people will um as you know you have that well, there's one in my family that used to be like that. Or I could, oh, I could definitely relate to this because it's so-and-so, mm-hmm. you know, people has a chance. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, um, like that, when you beat a dead horse, sometimes it, it's, it's just, you just leave it lie, so to speak, and try to, okay. you, don't need to get picked up right now. you know what I mean? <laughs> try to look in different areas. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Lampy says part of that pain with R-rated movies is that they actually can't be released in a large part of the world. And that's right. true. Yeah, like it's a right. smaller audience that could get access. Yeah. A lot of places uh, are very critical of the movies that are released in their area. Right. Like China. Remember the whole backlash they had with uh, the Monster Hunter movie and stuff like that? Yeah, it wasn't because it was rated R, but because of a lot of yeah, stuff It was just happening. an insensitive yeah. joke. Yeah. I know, uh, like a, oh, that joke was real stupid. Multiverse though. of Madness <laughs> could be released in some areas because of uh, certain things. Well, and, uh, I mean, like sometimes if it deals with chick or because of the yeah. uh, the same sex relations between um Mold and um, Dumbledore, yeah. uh, it wouldn't oh, let that yeah. release in certain areas either. Wonder Woman couldn't be in certain areas because of just Gal Gadot being Israeli. <laughs> Certain um, certain countries yeah. nearby would just be like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, everybody's just petty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, and, and it's rated R or not. Like, there's just some movies that they just won't show because of everything that you guys have been saying. Yeah. You know, just just different. They nitpick in certain points, like, 
oh, it shows this. So if you don't change it, it's not going to be shown in our country. Right, right. You know, type of deal. So. Um, well, all right. Yeah. We, I believe, have come to the end of today's podcast. Thanks, everybody, so much for watching. Thanks to my three hosts. Um, Ash, why don't you let folks know what do you have coming up this week where they can check you out? If Man, oh my gosh, I, I just don't know people. I keep wanting to say, <laughs> hey, I'm going to be there, and then I'm not there. The, bit, the the only like thing I can guarantee, no matter what, because no matter what, I'm going to be doing it on the day of, is that I will be playing Saints Row when it comes out. So the only like surefire guarantee I have is release date of Saints Row. You expect to see me streaming because I'm going to be playing it regardless of what else is going on in my life. Uh, otherwise, though, I'm hoping to be streaming in this upcoming week. What am I streaming? I don't remember what I streamed last, so I can barely tell you what I'm what I was trying to do the previous time I said I was going to stream things. I don't know. Um, wow. Ash Redux. Follow and then you'll get notified. You don't have to worry about my schedule right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, good stuff. Thanks for sharing. Uh, Superman Jeff. <laughs> Where can folks uh, catch you this week? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So Monday I'll be doing um, Monday night. Well, Multiverses Monday. Um, so come out, play some Multiverses, have a little bit of fun. Um, not Maybe not this week, but the following week. Once I finish up Sam, we're probably going to do an Omniverse comic discussion about the Sandman. So, you know, if you want to be a part of that conversation, make sure to um, watch the series, you know? Um, and we'll probably be talking about that. Um, that's that's it. Sweet. The Fat Stacks, what do you have coming up this week? Where can folks check you out? Well, y'all can catch me at The Fat Stacks across, you know, Twitch, Twitter, um, Instagram, uh, TikTok. So I'm trying to get in some, as blessed as usual, some Mario Kart. And of course, your residential anime stores. If you guys need anything anime-wise, figurines, stuff like that, you know, they pop up on the socials. So there it is. Nice. Uh, as for me, you can find me at Sigma Gears 9 uh, here on Twitch, as well as Twitter, uh, where I usually will notify you that I'm going live with something or another. Um, catch uh, Jeff and I on the open party channel at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Super Smash Sunday. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, regular escapist streams throughout the week. I'll be on Hidden Gems with Jesse on Monday, um, Breakout on Wednesday, and Metal Gear Solid 3 with Marty on Thursday. Um, and that's pretty much it. Things, uh, thing, things, things are good. Everybody's, everybody's happy. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for uh, hanging out with us for a little bit. We will catch you all on the flip side. Peace. See ya. Y'all be safe. Appreciate it. <laughs>